Hey everyone and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse episode 193. I am Peter and joining me as always is Matt. Hey, what's up? And Connor's here too. Yes, yes I am. This is a DC Comics podcast. Every week we get together, we talk about new DC comic books that have been released. Coming up on this week's show, we have Batman issue 88. We have Justice League issue 40, which is the start of a new run. Oh, we've got thoughts on that. Uh, Justice League, thir- sorry, Young Justice 13, is what I was trying to say. Lois Lane Young issue Justice. 8. Uh, Joker Harley Criminal Society number 3. And Daphne Bourne issue 2, uh, making for a, a, you know, a later week in the books. Only, what, six there? I think, yeah, six. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what we're going to be talking about today uh, we do have some questions as well from the audience much like we did last week since it's a later week again uh, probably the last time this month i suspect i'm assuming the rest of the weeks are all a bit more uh, healthy uh, we have a little bit of news as well so that is uh, what's coming up and presumably at some point during today's recording uh, me and matt will talk about wrestling for half an hour and bore connor to tears uh, and so that... i'll piss off and do something else half an hour. I, won't, I won't be that long because there was no rumble to get caught up on uh, i'm so behind on nxt it's basically just AEW, and I have thoughts. Yes. Um, I, I so, but I don't think it'll be quite be a half hour. But um, so, Connor, yeah, if you want to run to the store real quick, you're <laughs> free to go. <laughs> the sad part is, I could actually get to the shop and back in that time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Probably. Hey, I've met. Good. I've went and got a donuts before mid recording when you two were talking mm-hmm. about some comic book. I, yeah, well, at least we were actually, you know, doing a, a book. Hey, the Patriots here's, wasn't wrestling talk. Here's the thing, though. Me and Connor sped through it, so we'd be sitting here waiting for you to come back. Yeah. <laughs> you can't trust us. Yeah, wow. We're like, we're like the, the in Gremlins, the, the Mogwais that you know are trying to turn into Gremlins. <laughs> That's like me and Connor. We're just looking for trouble. <sighs> Pretty much. But you never quite become the Gremlins. I don't know what that says about you. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. Gremlins are gross. Mogwais are adorable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, long before Baby Yoda tried to come and steal some of this thunder, mm-hmm. the Mogwai was the original I, classic. I, I do feel like without Gizmo, we can't have Baby Yoda. Yep. So, like, yeah, you, know. you can always improve upon things. Yeah, of course. Exactly, that's why Firefly exists. And then, that's why Star Wars Rebels exists. <laughs> Don't bring up your silly kids cartoon show to... I, kids? That show's dark as hell, Pete. <laughs> Not dark enough. Not dark enough. And it it goes to some philosophical places not, you know, usually not reserved for... I I like Firefly a lot. Rebels has deeper stuff going on than Firefly does. And that's just a fact. (laughs) That's because there's there's more than 13 episodes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's blasphemy. I can't... can't, uh, Hey, I like Firefly as well. It's, you know, but Rebels, come on, man. Flipping... (laughs) Callus and and uh, what was Ahsoka's code name? Fulcrum. Uh, Fulcrum. There we go. I almost uh, I was this close to making a very bad financial decision, <laughs> buying her buying her lightsabers, Connor, at Galaxy's oh, Edge. The the white ones. Uh huh. They come as a set, so it's the oh. only way to get them. Um, Sounds so nice. And I looked at my wife. She goes, "Don't don't right. even that's, go over there." That's you know what we've had a lot of positive feedback about sales figure talk on this show. Uh, about... Don't let me whip out the memes. I will do it. <laughs> yeah. Don't right. do it. He's crazy. What we've not had is a lot of positive feedback on Star Wars talk. Yeah, that's because they're all waiting for us to talk about Clone Wars, the, the final season, in about two weeks' time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, so we're, we're gonna we're gonna cut this talk right here. Uh, I'm just gonna say real quick: if you can get to a Disney park that has Rise of the Resistance, stay spoiler free. It's better not to know what's going on. 
Um, and I'm a hundred percent that I went to space. That's how great it is. It's <laughs> insane. Do it. You paid the paid Disney shell. Um... And please, <laughs> Disney, write me my check. I will shell forever how much you want. Please. Annual passes. That's all. Let's take. let's be honest. If they paid him, Pete would chill for Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they're getting a, an ironic, like, love-hate endorsement. They're not getting, like, a, a completely genuine one. Oh, they would if they paid you. <laughs> okay, what would that sound like? Yes, the new season of Star Wars Rebels is out this week. Make sure you check it uh, out on Disney+. Tell me no, Pete's not a show because he knows Rebels. He doesn't know Rebels is over and Clone Wars is coming <laughs> uh, I took a gamble. Yeah, and you lost. It was low stakes, though. I don't, I'm not really fussed about it. Uh, <laughs> you know, my favorite meme that's come out of, of movies this year is that Adam Sandler from Uncut Gems, this is how I win. Because if you know the context of that, it's, that's not how you use this. I, but, I, I'm watching it soon, so I'll find out. I'll find out. Um, people, I'll just say, Pete, people are mostly using it wrong. Mm. So I mean, it's the internet. And more specifically, yeah. it's Twitter. What do you expect? That's yeah, true. But, Not I mean, a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, we'll, we'll dive out of comic book news, shall we? Uh, just kick things off before we get to the audience questions, uh, which is the opposite of last week, but I feel like shaking things up because I'm a wild card. <laughs> wild card! <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Charlie Day, yes. Charlie Day. Uh, and plus, we're starting off with a hot topic here anyway. We're starting off with something juicy. Uh, they buy stuff at that store. Mm. Uh, DC have you know revealed plans for the the free comic book day issue. They always bring something mm-hmm. out that's just, that's teasing the events to come for the summer. Mm-hmm. You know, although the last two years it's been like a twenty five cent issue that's been out like right before it, rather than on the day itself. But you know, uh, neither here nor there. I, either way, you know, we'll talk about it that week on the show. Uh, so. They've announced with Free Comic Book Day 2020 offerings, leading with Generation Zero one-shot, which ties into the newly revised DC timeline that became canon with Wonder Woman 750, which obviously was the Scott Snyder story with uh, uh, with the, the President stuff and Wonder Woman showing yep. up. Uh, so it's the lead, art, right? Yes. Uh, the lead yeah. story in this will be an epilogue to the current Flash Forward limited series, uh, which will... Spoilers... Uh, apparently, Boy West will be taking on the the powers of Watchmen's Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> There's a Francis Manipal cover showing what he looks like after There's, he does um, this. Just on a side bit to this, there is a rumor that um, so we we spoke about the the actual leaked details Indeed. of uh, Flash Forward last mm-hmm. week. Yes, um, and that was to do with the the chair, Mobius chair. Uh, apparently, the Manhattan side of things will actually be showing up in Justice League Forty. 41. 41, yeah, we only had 40 yeah. this yeah. week. So. Yeah, yeah, I meant 41. So here's the thing, obviously none of us have read Fast Forward because we hate Scott Lobdell and Brett Booth and didn't want any part of it. Now, I don't hate Brett Booth as arts, just not to my okay. liking. Well, okay, we're all, mid- no axe to grind. we're all middling on Brett Booth, but we all hate Scott Lobdell, go. right? Yes. Uh, now, I think naturally, you know, this being like a one-shot with several things in it, like, we're probably going to read this, this thing, mm-hmm. right? Just to see what's going on. Uh, because it'll make for good conversation if nothing, and it won't be. You know, it's going to be what ten pages, maybe. I you think know? There's, yeah. there's two main parts for this book, right? Oh yeah, I'm getting to. I'll get to the yeah, yeah. The rest so, of I mean, this, but it's really sad that you know these free comic book day issues are like okay, this dictates the future of 
the the next year or so. Last year it was mm-hmm. you know the year of the villain stuff, and while that didn't go so well in the end, um, you know it, it, it wasn't the worst start, it wasn't the worst idea. When you're telling me, okay, we're we're kicking off the the you know okay here's the year statement, and half of it is being led by Lobdell. I'm not looking forward to the rest of 2020. Let me tell you. I, so you said what to look forward to during the year. Now I've been conditioned to how will it annoy me during the year because you're the villain. Very annoying. Yeah. What was it the year so, before that? Uh, I don't remember. That was uh, I was done justice and all that and all oh, that, that stuff. Oh, that was fine. Yeah. Yeah, that was fine. It's okay. Um, oh, 2020 is an upswing, Matt. Yuka Sakazaki was back on a. Uh, on AEW, so it's fine. Uh, <laughs> things were back. I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with what happened to her. Oh, that's a that's a harsh take. More than that in the wrestling yeah. talk on Patreon, guys. Uh, so, yes. Uh, so the uh, yet unreleased issue six. This is from Newsarama, which is due out on February sixteenth. Wally will apparently become the new uh, steward of the Mobius chair, which itself will be imbued with the infinite power of Doctor Manhattan. Uh, they've solicited the issue would have a surprise ending, uh, but it seems that they have uh, spoiled part of that themselves with revealing this, you know, one-shot issue. Yeah, uh, they, so they Johnny stormed it. The official description here from DC, Generation Zero implies that it could ripple out in major continuity ways, saying Wally West can see the past, present, and future of the DC universe all at once, including what needs to be changed. See, if you went back to the start of Rebirth and said that eventually, you know, Wally's going to become a, a major part of a big event that's going to be happening in a couple of years' time, and it's going to be spearheaded by Scott Liddell. Just imagine the feeling. You, all I can think is, you know, Wally's getting this prominent treatment, right? And and this 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 year's thing, right? And all I can think mm-hmm. is that gift from the Matrix that says, not like this. Not like uh-huh. this. That's all I can think. Just please, no. I, I doubt we'd be doing the show had we known that. There's a sense of dread. <laughs> Doom, Doom would have won, for sure. Oh, uh, yeah, we're in now. Uh, so, uh, Mars Wars DC's future begins in Generation Zero. This 32-page issue features a stunning cover by Francis Manipal and features key stories involving Wally West, Wally, sorry, Wally West, Wally West, the fastest man alive, and Wonder Woman, warrior princess from the island of Themyscira. Uh, reads DC's description. Uh, and you and Lonte fans can't afford to miss Generation Zero. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> I wish I could. Uh, this book lays out the foundation for even more seismic level changes in the DC universe. So it starts off with the flash forward epilogue. Um, in order to save his children and the multiverse itself, Wally West must make the ultimate sacrifice, taking his place in the Mobius chair. Unbeknownst to him, the chair is packing a little extra power, having been imbued with the godlike powers of Doctor Manhattan. So it's interesting how Doomsday Clock, even though it's kind of out of continuity, is clearly also in continuity, and that Doctor Manhattan's presence has led to this. <laughs> That's oh, that's the metaverse at play, right? Yeah. Uh, so, now armed with infinite knowledge and the powers of a god, Wally West can see the past, present, and future. Blah 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 blah. Uh, so that's there. It will also include a reprint of DC Time of Defining Story of Wonder Woman seven fifty. So it's just a reprint of that story. Uh, so the whole so nice. thing that we have to look forward to is the fucking <laughs> Love Tell story. You know what? I'll, I'll gladly. I'll gladly reread that story because I really enjoyed it. It's a reprint of the Sky Snyder story that we've already had. Sure, I knew there was a Snyder story as the other half. I never looked into what it was. <laughs> I just knew, oh, there's a Snyder thing as the other half. And and when I knew when you said Wonder Woman, I was like, okay, this. A, I thought this might be another past set. Yeah, thing. A continuation. It's be, you know, teasing. Maybe maybe he's taking over Wonder Woman. Maybe he's doing a JSA thing with Wonder Woman in the past. You know, things we've been speculating about. Like maybe it's leading towards that, and and no, it's just a 
bloody reprint and leaving us with more Lobdell to suffer through. Do, <laughs> do, you know, I'm... I suspect... Plus, that, how, how long was that story? That was only about ten. eight or ten pages. Yeah. And this is a, what, 30-something page book, so we've probably got a full 20 pages of Lobdell shite. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. Um, so... What? <laughs> so I, I think Snyder is doing a GSA book set in the past, but I think he's not doing it till Metal Tour, whatever it's called, is going to be done. So I think that's not coming till end of the year. I feel like that's going to be spread out at the end of Metal. That's fair enough. Like, hey, get Metal done. Do that. Do your big event. Your your, your big capper for you know his his time at DC so far. And you know I, JSA could be oh hey, just, just something else on the side after that. I really hope his JSA is calmer than his Justice League because uh, Talking yeah. Superman had a tweet this week which I really agree with which is that as great as DC's multiverse is they kind of need to stop doing multiverse stories for a while because it's been too much yep. and I agree I want at least five years with no multiverse stories like I really do 5G years? <laughs> Very good Yeah, I mean no, I, I like it in the, the way of like, you know Booster Gold running around or Wally West now doing the time master stuff, right? Where we can pop into different ones, but I don't need them crossing over yeah, we had, into every book. Yeah, we had I six... I like the game with it in Dial H for Hero. We right. had six, like that, that's what I mean, Connor. We had Sixth Dimension and Justice League, you know, Young Justice, they had them multiverse hopping yep. for a little bit. Um, I'm just kind of done with it. Like, okay, you know, we've, we've done enough of this recently. Um, and I feel like Metal 2 is probably going to have some of it as well, because you obviously Metal 1 did. I, I see it right now from years of reading comics that I feel like John's introduced the metaverse to kill the multiverse. If that makes any sense. So going forward, we'll have one universe, but there's multiple metaverse. Okay, I get you. So in the past, where you'd have like you know, Earth Two was okay. This was your your, you know, your previous reboot Uh stuff. Uh, Now that's just Earth metaverse number whatever right right and it's i mean theoretically yes it's the same thing theoretically but you really can't cross the metaverses over right because they all currently exist it's almost more morrison than morrison right if you look into string theory and the different harmonies like it would be hard to cross over because you're at different vibrational frequencies and whatnot but they all exist concurrently i just i really don't want his gsa to feel like a 40 issue event I really right. don't want I, that. I don't think it will in the sense that, yeah, I understand why he chose to do what he did with Justice League, right? Big bombastic. JSA mm-hmm. by its nature is generally not no. that in the same what, way. What I want are pulp heroes punching Nazis. No, I mean, you're right. Like, I, I, just, I hope that's what it is. And to be fair, I did yeah. say this about that Wonder Woman story. It's the best thing I've read from Snyder in, in years. Well, and it's and that's why, that's why I love uh, Survival of the Fittest. Because it's you've just had Nazi vampires, but it's Paul Piero's punch of Nazis, and we know I know Snyder's capable of it. So let's the, give me what I want. Yeah, that's an American. Va- that's an American vampire mini for everyone who doesn't know what that was. Sorry, um, okay. um, I keep them included, mate. Got to keep them. I know, I know, I know. Uh, so yes, that's uh, <laughs> what we're getting for, for free comic day. I almost hope that they don't put it up online straight because some sometimes they don't put them up straight away. And because uh, obviously free comic day is always the Saturday, and we record on on the Saturday. Uh, I mean, I mean, if if it doesn't go up online, if they don't put it on Comicsology straight away, then uh, I guess we just don't have to read it. 
Or it would just be the following week. Yeah. <laughs> nah, we've missed the hype by that. No one cares anymore. Oh, come on. It's, it's get big changes for the DCU. We, oh, have to, yeah, we have to read it. I, That's the I, hell. I get yelled at because my, my wife calls it, you know, stop, stop poking at it. Where even if it's something I don't want, I keep paying attention to things. Right? And she'll tell me, just stop poking at it. Uh, I'm going to poke at this book. Like, I got to know. And I know it's it's to my own detriment uh, at most, you know, but at the same time, it's Wally West and mm-hmm. yeah, and it's free. Like, come on. Yeah, uh, which by the by the way, I just, I just uh, I saw some nice art today from uh, Flash Seven Fifty. The the there's a great Jay Garrick story in there. So um, Who, who's cool. doing the art? Um, oh, I've forgotten now. Uh, it. It, looked, it looked nice. It was like an artist you like. I'm sure it's an artist you like from what I saw. Yeah, sure I'm trying try to find it now. Okay. Yes, I'm, I'm sure I'm, it I'm was. down for a J story. Of course you are. Who's not down for a J story? Uh, so yes, uh, Generation Zero is the free comic book day tease issue. Um, different from the past two years in that it's only the one story really, you know, apart barring the reprint. Because the last two years had like three different stories in each book, teasing different big things that were coming. This is not doing that, so we'll see what they're doing. Uh, I, I think this will be tying into metal. As far as oh, by the way, as far as things like not being used for a while, uh, Batman who laughs. If we can get rid of him for like you know a decade, yeah. well, that, that'd be how, nice. How arisen? And this looks like a Janin art for Jay Eric, but I'm not certain. Um, that would be cool. It just says that there's going to be a J story, but it doesn't say. I was on, the uh, image on it looks like Shannon to me. Yeah, I saw it on Twitter, but hey. Okay. Uh, so next up on the news, uh, some interesting remarks from Tom King here. Uh, so Tom oh. King has opened up about his decision to kill Alfred uh, in Batman. Mm-hmm. And all he said was he had it coming. He knows what he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this was all on the uh, the Word Bloom podcast. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, so, but yeah, the decision to kill Alfred came from DC. King himself planned to save <laughs> his life following a cliffhanger ending, but DC stepped in and said, "We'll kill him." <laughs> so, so now we can't be mad at editorial. Now that we can be like, yeah. "Hey, editorial, stop messing stuff up." Do you know what? And- no, uh, but here's the thing. None of us were mad that Alfred was dead. It was more just the it's way it was, it was handled. handled and right. we, didn't, we didn't even feel it. Well, this is the thing, right. though. I, I I think we... I mean, don't, not oh, an apology necessarily, but, like, I, I think I give King a bit more cred now and why mm-hmm. it feels weird, because this wasn't what even, yeah. he even planned. Like, this wasn't, like, right. his story. I mean, it's hit or miss for me, because, uh, well, no, it wasn't his original story. His job... as Okay, the editorial note is go through with it and kill it. He should have been rewriting that scene to have more impact. Oh, that yeah, that scene. But like, like you know, like how how late in the game did they tell him about this? Yeah, if, yeah, if yeah. he was okay, actually, I'm, I'm not saying talking about the build up. Because if the, he was the, actually the, the aftermath. Because if he was actually planning on killing Alfred, the entire story would have probably had a different focus. There would have been a build up to it. There would have been mm-hmm. like a feeling Which, of dread and all these other that things. That means our our comic reading instincts were correct. That, that it felt off. Yeah, something felt off. off. Yeah, I agree. Right. Yeah, it felt off, and this tells us something was off. There's, you know, some weird editorial push here was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 and the fact that Didio was like, "Why is he not dead? Make him dead." Is like, so did, did he outright say it was Didio? 
Uh, here's here's no, a quote here. Just... Um, yeah, go ahead. Oh no, I, I like my eye. My, my eye caught something that looked video. It wasn't video. Because <laughs> obviously, you know my, my first assumption would have been it would have been the whoever the the bat editor is right now. Mm. Yeah, maybe it, it just says DC's like no. Why isn't it dead? Why isn't it not dead? Um, I just, I I feel like. Like this, you know, now that like you know, Didio's going around saying maybe this is what I was thinking because I was thinking of Didio's next thing that I was going to say uh, is that he's been going around saying, oh well, Doomsday Clock's technically not continuity because it took too long. You know, Alfred's dead. I'm like, but if you're the one who said no, kill Alfred before Doomsday Clock came out, I feel like you were making the problem uh, when that wasn't even like a creative push from someone. They said no, I need to so, do this for my story. R- real quick, uh, it's David Marquez on on the Jay Garrick story. Oh. Um, so yeah, so that that's good. Also, when you look up Word Balloon mm-hmm. on on Apple Podcasts, we come up as number two. Nice. So, <laughs> good, good job, uh, viewers, listeners. Yes, that's um, that's great. Because none of those words, none of those words match. Like when you just go Word Balloon, I mean maybe Comics Podcast, but we come up second. So, yeah, if you search DC Comics podcast, we're the, either first or second usually. So right, that tells so, me that Apple's algorithms work because yeah, obviously yeah. We, we are similar content in terms of right. what we talk so, about. I just want to thank the the people for making that. Like, that's that's really cool, and we're sitting uh, with, with favorable ratings on there. So keep the good reviews coming in, guys. Yeah, yeah reviews on Apple that podcasts. Helps. It does make a difference. Yeah. More people find us. Yeah. Uh, in fact, we, one of the questions we got today is from a relatively new listener uh, who's asking us a question that. Uh, it was is applicable to a new listener, so it's yeah, it's cool. Good. Uh, so yeah, um, yeah, I, I thought this was interesting, just because it's like, oh, okay, we were right, something was amiss about that whole yeah. debacle. Yeah, and the bit with Didio there, you're talking about, it, it just feels like John's obviously stepped into a different position uh, over the course of you know from mm-hmm. when Doomsday Clock started to by the end, and it was just Didio's like, well, I'm in charge now, so we do we're back to back to my way. <laughs> I feel like John's was keeping him at bay. Yeah. So like like Pete Pete will get this. It's it's kind of like uh, the difference in NXT once Vince got his eyes on it, right? <laughs> Where I hate to compare Triple H to Jeff Johns, but you feel like like Triple H was keeping Vince at bay. Sure. And you're like, no, go go focus on other things. I got this. And once he's got Diddy has got his eyes on it now. You know, it's oh man, that makes me mad. Yeah, because I don't want to not like Didio, but stuff like this, the Dick Grayson, we already know he doesn't like Dick Grayson. Yeah, everything so, with Dick and Wally right now is just like, what are you doing? You're just bastardizing them as much as you possibly can. I, yeah. I'd, I'd rather they were dead than do yeah. this. Yeah, well, I want to make it clear. Obviously, we we don't have a problem with him as a, a person, just his no. creative oh, sure, yeah. choices. And yeah. then we've been enjoying I'm, metal, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and from what I understand, every time I hear an interview with him, it makes me like him a little more. Like when everyone was giving him shit at that WonderCon panel, yeah, yeah, it was like, and he took it with a smile and like, I deserve that. He seems he seems like a nice enough guy. He just has, right. yeah. Creatively though, there's I wish people could be like, hey, think this through, guys. I, like, I think he's a he's a he's a very competent storyteller. He has some great ideas. I think he is a bad editor. There could be. Uh, yeah, he's maybe just not the right person to be in charge of DC. 
Uh, he's, you know, yeah. Maybe give him like his own little imprint where he can do like Metal Men and some other weird stuff that he likes to do. Oh, Mac oh, Metal Mac. <laughs> oh, Mac <laughs> Metal Man. Just give him those exclusively for the next 10 years. No one else will mind. And just go, look, look, go play in your corner with your toys, Dan. And yeah. I bet you they'd be real good. I bet you, you know, mm-hmm. as we enjoy Metal Man, from what I understand, his OMAC is, is beloved. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That was, that was that bit of interesting news. Uh, some usual stuff here, some delays. This one doesn't make as a surprise because Superman Heroes issue one, which was what the first of the sort of bulky anthology Superman books that had all the Superman various books writers yep. involved. Uh, so the second one that we were getting uh, later in the month, which was Superman Villains issue one, or it was the following month, given when the first one was originally solicited, um, has been pushed back now as well. Uh, so while this feels like everything's bad here it just means oh, it's, just, it's just a knock-on effect because the first one get pushed back so now this one has to get right. pushed back this was it, it's because the first one superman heroes issue one this one superman villains issue one but effectively you could look at this as just issue two of the two issue thing so it makes sense uh so that was going to be on february 12th which is actually i think when the uh the resolicited uh heroes no, is, no heroes is february 19th now Oh, so a week later, okay. Uh, so this was going to be February 12th, this will now be March 4th, so similar three-week delay. Uh, so, not, not much to say, just... Uh, I, I wonder uh, what the hold-up was with these, or if they were changing some story around or something, but uh, that's what's happening. So, cool. Uh, and then next up, another delay as well. This one's sad for people who are reading it, because this has been... I mean, not only this, but the previous series was also suffered to a lot of delays. Uh, this is Doom Patrol Weight of the World issue 7, the final issue of the series, uh, is now aiming, <laughs> I, lo- I love the phrasing here in uh, Newsarama's article, is now aiming for a March 11th release date. Uh, that's a six-week delay uh, from its original date, so. Yeah, and and they did tell our retailers they're going to just cancel the collection and resolicit it later, rather than just delay mm. it. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Word. So, uh, hopefully that comes out eventually, because people do seem to enjoy that book. And I, this is the thing, if I, if I was as into Doom Patrol as I am now, when the, when like all this uh, Jared Way stuff was starting, I probably would have stuck with it and really dived in yeah. at the time. I went back and read that whole first volume, and it is yeah. incredible. Okay. I know, talking Superman, to bring him up again, uh, I forget what event was going on concurrently, but he said that Milk Wars was, was his event. Mm. while that was going on it might have been no justice yeah. I'm not sure. that said the release schedule yeah. for that was an absolute nightmare because they released their yeah, order because yeah, yeah. <laughs> of delays yeah um and gerard way is doing this way to the world right yeah yeah i wonder if this has to do with my chemical romance coming back probably <laughs> he's a busy man yeah he's also got a tv yeah. show on netflix to deal with so yeah he's, he's, he's busy. Busy, good, busy good for him good for him yeah um do you know what's funny actually uh, i saw someone on twitter clearly i'm a chemical romance fan complaining because there was like an article a while ago that said something like uh oh just who is you know the the the, the, the person Jared behind Way. umbrella academy you know the, who, who what is this guy's past and it was like i feel triggered by this article and i and i started laughing because i'm like you know what no 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 leave leave my chemical romance in the past to die thank you very much <laughs> he's, well, be- he's a better writer there <laughs> They're much beloved by multi-generations now because I work at a middle school and kids still wear my chemical romance clothing. So... But all doomed. They have stayed back. Even though it's not for me, you know, Matt, it's... these are the kids that are going to be taking care of you when you're an elderly man. So I'd be worried, quite frankly. They're not that much older. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, no, that, and that's fine. That's fine. I just it, they're not for me. I like their first two albums. Uh, after that, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Um, uh, so next up, uh, slight reclassification here: uh, "Strange Adventures" from Tom King and Mitch mm-hmm. Gerrard, which we're very much looking forward to. Uh, that has been bumped up to Black Label and is officially for seventeen, you know, ages of seventeen and up. So uh, nice. Not super surprising. Makes sense which, given the mature themes that it'll probably have. Hmm. Yeah, which which started a conversation with Tom King about Swearing adding actual color. swears versus wingdings. Mm-hmm. And Tom King is like, yeah, I, I could, but Wingdings looks funnier. <laughs> so, and it, it he, he was saying how um, if he reads an actual swear in a comic, yeah. it just takes him out of the story because he's so right. not used to seeing it. Right. Um, I forget. Um, I get, I get that even with when we talk about Birds of Prey when we do that review, I feel it there too. Um, oh, the movie. Superhero, yeah, and the superhero movies. Um, yeah. So yeah. Honestly, I think part of this is more continuity in the sense that um, uh, it's easier to just say, if if in the future they want to say this is not in continuity, we could just say it was a black label the whole time. Um, yeah, just, just to uh, piggyback there, uh, the mm-hmm. Buds of Prey review is going to record tomorrow, so you can look forward to yep. an extended review of that from the three of us um, mm-hmm. coming... It'll be up early for patrons on Sunday night, and it'll be up on Monday for everyone else. So a day after this podcast, basically, uh, regardless of if you're on Patreon or uh, right. uh, just getting the uh, you know the public version. Uh, but that's coming. Um, I'm not saying a word. I'm not revealing what I think at all until. No, that's we talk fine. About I just the, when we're talking about the the content of, of cuss words and whatnot. Mm. In I don't know. I'm so conditioned with the Marvel cinematic that it's so clean and. Like, yeah, they can say shit and then have cap yell language. Uh, and you can have Deadpool. There's, there's, there's no F-bombs in, in that one, is there? No. Um, and you can have Deadpool with all his filth language and whatnot. And, that, and you kind of go, fine. Oh, but it's Deadpool. Right. Oh, when it starts getting to, to DC proper and, and Harley and whatnot, um, it's just as odd, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that is now a Black Label book. So that is the news, unless anyone else has something that they've found over the week. Yeah, just um, Tom King spoke a little bit more on Word Balloon about uh, <laughs> Batman Catwoman. Give a little bit of an update. Yeah, okay. Um, he talked about what it is in, as, as a concept uh, for a start. Um, he said it's actually going to take place over like 50 years. It's like the, it's, it's their entire relationship from the start to the end. Uh, so from the moment they met until the moment they die is what he, is, is what he said. Um, That's what have been a but, weird final 10 issues or whatever of his yeah. Batman run. Well, <laughs> he gave us bits and pieces of that throughout. I mean, there was he did. that. Yeah, yeah he said uh, it was inspired a little bit by uh, that uh, Batman annual uh, that, that did. Yeah, this. Michael Lark. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, um, okay. so, you know, if you like that issue of Batman, then you'll probably like this. Uh, to, be, to be fair, yeah. I think most of us did like that issue of Batman. Yeah? Yeah. Um, he said, though, it's going to be a while till we see it. Um, and now, I don't know if they're doing the whole we're waiting until it's all done before we solicit it thing. Like, yeah, I don't know if, if it's going quite that route. I don't know if it counts as Black Label or not. I don't think it does, but I, I would probably imagine they're just waiting until he's so far ahead that there's no chance... Yeah. Right now, he's only written the first four issues, and Clayman is drawing the whole thing. Um, so, so it's going to be a while. Um, so yeah, well, that's so good. Just release it. Release it when 
it's ready instead of piecemeal. Yeah. I wonder what he ends up doing because even though he's doing this and Strange Adventures, he's getting ahead on both of them. So I have to imagine there's going to be some sort of ongoing or something from Tom King that's announced mm-hmm. later in the year. Probably. I'd imagine so, but we'll see. Uh, all right, cool. Uh, so let's get on to some uh, questions, audience questions. We'll start with the emails. So remember, if you send it in questions, uh, you can send them into mftvquestions at gmail.com, uh, which you can do at any time, and we'll sort of just save them and sort of have them banked up for next time we use questions. Of course, uh, when we do want to ask for questions on Twitter, you can send them in there. You can send in longer questions or even a list of questions. You can do all sorts of things. Uh, so we got a, a bunch on uh, the emails this week. People are starting to really use it, which is cool. Uh, so first up, from Emil Kildy. Uh, so first of all he thanked us for pronouncing his name right uh and i'll be honest that makes me nervous that now the second attempt because i've forgotten what i said the first time that i have now butchered it this time <laughs> so i have no idea so hopefully i did uh you know said properly but anyway uh so another question here uh, i've been loving far sector so far which i think is in part due to nk jemison's uh, sci-fi credentials and it got mm-hmm. me thinking are there any storytellers from other mediums that you would want on a comic whether it be a movie tv director novel author video game developer or even jj abram's son <laughs> anything is possible <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good question uh, do you have any that no. spring to mind I mean we're fairly close to Fincher with Joker Harley so <laughs> I mean I don't want to say Fincher um, yeah who else? Um, I don't know it's not really something I've, I've thought about often I, I want well, David Lynch to write a comic about the life of Grant Morrison I want David Lynch to draw his own comic. <laughs> he does do art. Is he, he, yeah, he no, exactly. to art. Yeah, he fell into film. That's one of my favorite stories about David Lynch is he went to art school to be a traditional artist. And I guess he did a, a, a video as one of his projects. And they were like, you're really good. You should start. And then he fell into film. And now he's one of the most prolific filmmakers. Joe, you know? I'll, I'll suggest, I'll, I'll say the writers of the Expanse books uh, for a sci-fi comic. Mm-hmm. Not, like, not sure. the expanse, but like just you know, I, I can see them directly sci-fi yeah. comic. Um, see, I'm I'm bad for this because I haven't read proper like books in a very long time, and if I do, the the, the ones that I've read are it's it's by Charles Soule. So like, <laughs> <laughs> what he writes like, um, and then on TV, it's I don't watch too much, especially right now. It's it's prime sports season. I mean, so. I've read like a few like video game comics from like the writers of the games that mm. have been pretty yeah. good, um, like Dragon Age comics, Mass Effect comics. Uh, like some of the earlier ones of those respectively had the writers from those games to the comics. I'd like to see them do other stuff. Yeah, I have one. I'd, I'd want a, a James Gunn or a Taika Waititi comic just to see how that translates. Yeah, okay, I can see that. So, you, if... you need the right artist to partner with them, I feel, but... Judging with with Taika, judging from like Jojo Rabbit to, you know, Ragnarok to what we do in the shadows, he's pretty versatile. Um, I wonder if uh, like I don't know someone like Vince Gilligan, right? If you if you take the sort of the craft yeah. that he puts into like Better Call Saul, and you give yeah. it to a sort of you know down to earth gritty comic, uh, it's maybe still set in a superhero world, but you know something like um, I don't know, like if we're, let's yeah, say we're br- bringing back like a gritty Green Arrow or something like that, could could like yeah. he really make that sing in a way that's different to yeah. the rest of the DCU? That that, that seems to me kind of like what Brubaker and Phillips do. Yeah, kind of. Like it's, it's very akin to to Gilligan. Um, yeah. Right. So, 
this uh this has reminded me because you know, obviously what we're doing here is we're picking writers from other mediums because it tend to you know the, the artist has to already be able to draw generally speaking right. um it did remind me we i spoke a couple of weeks ago about the uh, art cred project that was where it was like 35 artists doing a page mm -hmm. from uh, a, a kieran gillen script right uh they're actually doing that again coming up um nice. pete, pete can actually check them out this time because they're using a page from our, our lord and savior tom taylor as the script hey, oh, even, nice. even, yeah so even better much better. Got 35 pages of, of tom taylor to read uh, when that comes that out. Is, that is fantastic. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who else off the top of my head right now. Like, um, I mean, if, if, I'm, if I'm leaning into that, uh, Dave Filoni, I think, because we know what he can do with, with properties mm. that aren't mainline, right? Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, like, my favorite Rebels and Clone Wars episodes are about side characters, like the, like the rookie story oh, arc with the rookie so troopers. Good. Like, mm. and that, that was him. Um, uh, who else? Who else from that? I'm trying, I'm trying to go into animation now, too, because it's... So when you think about it, animation is, is a pretty good comparison. How about uh, Alex Garland? Sure. Yeah. I still haven't seen Annihilation. Yeah, but, but you've I seen really Dread, like... and you've seen Ex Machina. Right. Yeah. So... Wait, he did Dread? He wrote Dread. Oh, shit, I did not know that. <laughs> that I like him even more. I, I really liked him. It's it's funny because there's a a Domino Gleason shows up on the new Star Wars ride. That's all I'll say. And it, I was like, oh yeah, he was the next Machina. <laughs> and he just reminded me as I'm because he's Hux to me right now. How mm. uh, how dense would a Sorkin comic be? Oh god! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ben, there'd be no art in it. It would just be text. It would just be bubbles and bubbles and yeah. bubbles. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. I imagine it would be compelling because you know the walk and talk is his trick. That's like the most compelling dialogue ever. So if you put that into a comic, you could you could probably yeah, make that shine even with a mediocre eyes. However, he is adaptable because Molly's game did not feature a lot of walk and talks, it and it was just like yeah. but it's very i i wouldn't mind reading like again this is my go-to is, is brubaker and phillips because it's so you know enhanced reality mm. where people sit and talk around a table for an issue i would definitely read a sorkin comic that's a meeting you know like sitting at a diner and people discussing you know oh whatever. yeah i mean yeah. basically what we're describing as is variations on the 12 angry men sort of style where yeah. you just have the it is. the dialogue be the story um and that's always great when it's done well uh, uh yeah okay we'll move on before i have some other questions uh so from james miller who sent in a few via email here um so with all the great tales coming out of black label if you had to take one character or book away from mainline continuity and issue them under black label for uh limitless creative freedom which would you choose and you can't pick nightwing no, to be fair, as yeah. much as I want to save Nightwing, I wouldn't put Nightwing in Black Label anyway. No. Because he belongs in the DCU. See, I don't want to take anybody away. I, I like the idea that they can be concurrent, right? Like, I don't want to remove Flash from the DCU sure. to just have him exist in Black Label, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not reading that admittedly, but I feel like something like Justice League Dark could work in this way, though, instead of being yeah. in the DCU. Put that I was in say, the, the, the obvious choice is just Constantine, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, uh, here we, I'll, I'll take Starfire because she's not doing anything. And if I could get a, a black label take like her Key West adventures with Connor Palmiotti and Lupacino. Yeah, because they're doing a, 
a black label, you know, Harley thing. So why yeah. not have them do a black label continuation of a uh, of Starfire? Right. I'd read the hell out and, of it. Yeah. So because I, I like that personification of her the best, and she's not doing anything outside of Odyssey right now. So no. she's not doing anything at all. No. Um, that, I mean, the answer to the question, though, the reason why you wouldn't do that is because it would sell it nine copies. No. <laughs> that stuff I mean, sold all right. Did it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah it, it, it ended naturally. Like, they, they extended it past the six. I think it I went to 12 or 14. I just wanted and, to get a yeah. reaction, let's be honest. I don't know if it's anything. That, yeah, I can't really think of anything that I want to take away from the main... I think the, the other Sorry. answer is, is to go back to something we said earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Omac and then Didio can just go and do that for the last <laughs> of his life. No, Commandy. Like, it can just exist in the black label. It doesn't have to be continuity. I, actually, I've got one. Uh, do a Swamp Whoa. Thing in book. There's no Swamp Thing in the, the DCU right now, any really. I mean, obviously, right. not, he exists, but like he's not around. Um, but I think Swamp Thing, as much as I do like when he interacts with things, I like him best when he's on his own. He's this monster, and it's yeah. this, you know... Like, even though Alan Moore's Swamp Thing run, it does technically take place in the DCU because there's little things mm. here or there. It works to me because it's kind of on its own little world, off in the corner doing its own thing. Yeah. Um, so, I can I want, get to that. I, want, I would love a black label that's kind of like Swamp Thing meets Hellboy, to where he goes, and it's not just, you know... Sure. He goes and encounters creatures, right? Other monsters, or, yeah, you, you know... So, you know, what you want context. is... is... You want their Swamp Thing agent of shade. Uh-huh. No, kinda, I, yeah. what I'm kind of hearing from this is more Hellboy meets Godzilla, where Swamp Thing's the good monster taking on other monsters that only he can fight. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, mean, that's Frankenstein, an agent of shade. That's yeah, that book. Well, yeah, but like, Swamp Thing lends itself to folklore in the way like Fallout, or Fallout Boy, Jesus Christ, Hellboy does. Don't ask why like, my brain filled in Fallout Boy. Um, <laughs> uh, we spent week. five minutes talking about MCL before the show started, and, and now yeah. Matt's just got that on the brain. Right, goddamn emo phase. That wasn't before the uh, show started. That was in the show. That was during was the show. Yeah, oh, I don't know. I love <laughs> stupid now, Connor. Uh. Not me. Um, but no, yeah, like like Swamp Thing it doesn't always have to be versus, but like send him, send him to to, to Texas. To look for the skunk ape that's causing chaos, or whatever, you know, or or up to Salem to investigate, you know, the, the modern day witch trials or whatever. Like you could do stuff like that. Damn, I want that book. Is the Tower of Fate still outside Salem? I have no idea. I mean, it was last time I remember it, but we haven't yeah. seen it in so long that who knows. Oh well, it was it was in No Justice, so why not? Which were the <clears throat> Yeah. The big rock, the Wonder Rock. That's true. So, yeah. Or the Wonder Seed. No, no, no. Trees. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we'll move on because this is all sort of branching off of that question. Alternatively, if DC decide to make all books black label with the exception of five, so this is a bit more pie in the sky yep. kind of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, which five books would you choose to sustain the mainline continuity? Uh, feel free to name classic books that aren't uh, currently in print, you know, like Green Lantern Corps, so on. Uh, bear in mind, if you want to put a generic event book in there, that would have to be part of the five. So, 
Just a spike, Connor. I want action. Superman. <laughs> well, hang on, Young hang Justice, on. That doesn't spike Naomi. me because <laughs> it isn't necessarily the current creative team's bad. To be fair, like, the books yeah. in general. So you want and Legion. <laughs> he no found... more DC for Connor. He found five Bendis books. <laughs> hey, everything else is still going. It's all just black label. That's fine by me. I mean, what's what's yeah. weird about this is that it feels weird to like cut detective or action, but I feel like I wouldn't want two Superman and two Batman books if we only have oh, five. Yeah, I'd probably so... take in general because if if it's not the current creative teams, yeah, and we're just like on the name, I'd probably take detective and action over Batman and Superman. Sure. So detective and action. Wonder Woman. Sure, but that's three out of five. Like <laughs> we're already got only got two left. You gotta rep the Trinity. Green Lantern Core. And then uh The Flash. Okay. No? Uh, not right no, I'm okay. I'm okay with Flash not black label right now. Well yeah, but we're not really talking about what's in print right now. We're talking about Pete, I, I get that. <laughs> this is still what I would do. So I want my teen team book, right? I, is it my I like, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and then my Green Lantern. I'm, I, I'm set. So here's, here's what I think you do. If you if you if this, you've only got five books to maintain the continuity, here's what you do. So you have Action Detective, which while are mainly Batman and Superman focused, can rotate around the other characters right. in the family the when families. they be right. And then you have right. a Justice League book, right, which can be the team book, but also will occasionally just have a flash arc. Or we'll just have an Aquaman arc. It'll just, you know, and that's how you sort of... That's stretching the limits of no, what no, a Justice League book is. No, no, no. Right. Okay, well, don't call it Justice League then. But the point being is that you have some sort of book that can rotate through characters for arcs or issues. Um, think of it like, uh, you know, the Young Justice animated series, right? Think of it like that and the way it can bounce mm -hmm. around the characters and, and stuff or, or even Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. All right. You have something like that that can rotate around the characters. Right. Yeah, I think your problem is though, you know, you've got to find a book that has done that already in the past. Because this is what we're doing here. You can't just create a whole new book. It's like, okay, what title is? Is this? that one of the rules? Damn it. Uh, um... well, well, I mean, you you could argue. Am I frozen? I'm yeah, 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 yeah. For some reason, your camera's frozen. <laughs> yeah. We can hear you just fine though. You can. Is he wiping uh, yeah. the camera? No, I was I was rubbing my head. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. Just turn it off and on again. The camera. I, I can't. It's in the computer. On, on Skype. <laughs> on Skype. Video symbol next to you. On mute Skype. Button. Yeah. Let me find it. Let me let me get to Skype. Oh my god. <sighs> that that uh, should be some... camera. That should be. Yeah. Press again. Oh my god. That shouldn't be pausing the show. You should be able to keep talking whilst uh, <laughs> troubleshooting here. <laughs> Chaos reigns. Anyway, um, uh, I don't know because I I I think five's too little because ultimately when, when, like there's not enough to even do all the main DC characters that you want to have a book for. That's the whole point of the question, right? And that's why I'm okay with losing Flash just to guest appearances in either Batman or, or you know action or detective. Well, or okay. Titans. I, I think what you have to do is you have to do detective action and then to go along with my idea of rotating cast, I think you may be something like Brave and the Bold, right? Uh, yeah, that and, works. Yeah, you can have there that you go. Right. And then, yeah, probably some sort of Young Justice Teen Titans, a book that can rotate around those younger characters and have teams with them. And then for the fifth book... See, see my book for that would be Green Lantern Corps because you have all the Earth Lanterns plus... I would put them back on Earth for for stuff, you know. Mm. Like I would bring back Chess, 
and um, what's his name? He's been Simon, Baz, right? And you could have the other heroes rotate too. So something happens, Hawkman can can pop up. We've never seen Hawkman and Green Lantern team up, right? I do think five is too extreme. I feel like a happy medium for this, where it would feel just right, where it'd be easy to keep up with everything, would be like ten or twelve, right? Spread throughout the month. Um, I like the I like the limitation of five though. I know, I understand what the rules of this game are. I'm just saying that if we were actually applying this, it would be more like 10 or 12 to have enough to cover all the things that need to be covered, and then that would be enough, and it would be like, what, three books a week? See, Easy. This is why me and, me and Connor, technically, you're more editorial-minded and Pete's writer-minded, or vice versa. I can't think who fits <laughs> into what. But me and Connor are like, oh, five, that's it? Oh, we got yeah. this. So, all right, let's solve that problem. Yep. Um, I actually kind of follow like, the no. similar line to, to what Matt did. I want an books. amendment. Yeah, I want an amendment to the rule. That's Pete. Yeah. yeah. I'll so, make well, my own damn thoughts? rules. Thank you very much. Uh, mine would also be action and detective. Um, I instead of uh, Teen Titans, I'm actually going with JSA because that gives me a, a range of older and younger characters, a lot of side mm-hmm. characters, uh, a lot of legacy. So I can kind of throw in. Is- all sorts into John's that book. Yeah. John's before it split to JSA and JSA All-Stars. Sure, yeah, yeah. Like if, yeah. if you wanted to. Um, then I would also have Green Lantern Cord, just so then I've got freedom to have all the, any lanterns, Earth or hey. Alien. I can do space mm-hmm. stories, oh. and you can do Earth stories. That, that was kind of my, my point, though, is that I feel like if you only have five books, almost all five of them have to be able to rotate through some sort of, you know, batch of characters in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, honestly, I think detective and action don't necessarily rotate. Like, I'm thinking more like they'll just be supporting characters here or there. Not like you won't have like, oh, this is the Supergirl arc. You'll have, hey, here's an arc where Supergirl features for a bit. Um, detective right. or you Supergirl might and Lois like... team up. Sure. Um, right. t- uh, detective, you might treat it more like Tynan's book. Where okay, it's a team. You might have a, a guest appearance for an issue or two from Nightwing, say, you know, who's not on mm-hmm. the team already. Uh, and that's how you get Nightwing every so often. All I've established with this question is that five's not enough. That's what I feel. No, no, no. We've established you can't manage to get right. down to five. I'm like vintage Big E here. Five's not enough. I don't, don't give me three. I need five. I'm good. <laughs> five is just so not enough. Did at least double that. All right. Uh, then the final question from this one uh, from James. Uh, with Terrifics being surprisingly solid adaptation of the Fantastic Four using DC characters, which other publishers' titles could you adapt this way? Let's not talk about Damage and Sideways. I will stick up for Sideways, sir. Uh, but Sideways is good. More on Sideways later. Yeah. But I always yeah. thought a TMNT adaptation using the Robins might be fun. Um, That'd be cool. That's not a bad idea. Uh, no, that actually really works because you've got Batman as as a uh, Splinter and you got Raz as a uh, a Shredder. A Shredder, yeah, yeah. Huh? Uh, who's uh, who's Krang though in all this? <laughs> Crocs. Crocs, Krang. Why not? No, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, there's, there's some parallels there that could work. Um, I'm a big Turtles fan, so I'm 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 down with that example. Um, well, that one, that one fits stupidly well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to do this because I mean, Squadron Supreme is already a JLA ripoff, right? So like, you mm-hmm. can't can't try to do an Avenger story with the with the Justice League because they're they're so different. 
Well, you could have completely different characters that more, more directly correlate with who's typically on the Avengers. I don't know who, who they would be, like... I mean... So I mean... Wonder Woman has a shield, so she the Cap, I guess? And then... She's the Cap or the Thor, like... Who's got a mechanical you know? suit? The Atom, kinda? Yeah. Yeah. Pushing yeah. it there, really, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, you, you could do... I'm trying to think Spider-Man with, with Nightwing or Daredevil with Nightwing. Does those go pretty well? Um, yeah, but in that context, you're just like, okay, we're, we're kind of doing a Daredevil story that's been done, but with Nightwing. Um, I feel that, that this is the, the question. But, but what I mean is... No, no, but you could still do a Daredevil-esque story where, you know, that's grittier than what we're typically seeing on a Nightwing. It's it's or... kind of funny seeing that some of these have already been done. Like we were obviously terrific and Fantastic Four. Uh, right. Lemire's Green Arrow is you know uh, the Immortal Iron Fist. Just, um, yep. We had uh, Grayson, which was hey let's do James Bond. Uh, right. You know a lot of these like big things have actually been done and uh, very well for the most part actually. Yes, I mean that last one was a terrible example that should oh, have man. been done. But uh, you don't like Bond anyway, so screw you. Because uh, James Bond's yeah. the worst. It's garbage. Uh, did I, did I tell you guys my thoughts on the new movie? Where I was like, I don't think I need to go see this one. Then I got a trailer at the the movie theaters a couple weeks ago, and I went, "Son of a bitch, I'm seeing this, aren't I?" <laughs> it looks so good. So longest Bond movie yet, Matt. Prepare your bladder. That's fine. I used to care about getting up to pee. Now I don't care. I'm like whatever, I, I can go. I can. You've reached the man stage. I, I have. If I gotta go, I gotta go. It's not worth holding it and feeling miserable. <laughs> um, I've not, I've not left a movie to pee in the theater since I was a kid. Um, well, good on you. Yeah. You don't drink enough. Only got water. a couple of years left in your pee. Um, <laughs> no, I, uh, I just don't really. I, I, I notice that I need to pee sometimes at the end of a movie, but I just don't feel it while I'm watching it. My body's just trained to deal with it. <laughs> No, I get, I get what you do. Like, you know, usually go, oh, two hours without going to the toilet. That's nothing, yeah. right? But it's no, you know, in the back of your head, your body knows that you can't. So it's like, well, screw you. <laughs> You're going to need it now. I, I feel my body just knows that it's just not the time. And it's because sometimes as soon as the movie's finished, I'll stand up and go, oh, I need to pee now. And I didn't before, but it's just like a, it, it just kicks in. It's weird. So my body's just trained for it. Um, we had a terrible job at answering that question, but it's actually kind of a hard question. Um, I don't know what else I'd pick, to be honest. Because uh, all I'm thinking is all the Marvel stuff, and that's not an interesting... I mean, my my, yeah. my picks with this tend to be like, oh, let's do... like You know how like Aquaman kind of did an Aliens-esque like, arc? Like, mm -hmm. you know, give me stuff like that. Give, give me... Um, I don't know, give me the Suicide Squad and an Inception story or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, just take I a... read the shit out of... You put Tom Taylor on that, and I'm reading it. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> just you know, take take a good movie plot and give it to an appropriate set of characters or one character yeah. from yeah, from from DC. All right, so uh, another email question up next from Brett Williams. Uh, hey guys, first I want to say I love your show, and I love your show more than Pete enjoys going over sales figures. Well, that's a lot. That's, that's a, a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my question focuses on the books that you guys have dropped. I'm wondering, besides the need for dropping those less than stellar books, uh, as I totally understand, there's only so many books you can read each week. But as a relatively newish listener, which books have you all dropped and why? Um, and there's a lot of follow-on that I'll do at the end as well. Uh, yeah. So this is basically just sort of to establish what we've dropped, I guess, which is currently 
still publishing. Um, which, right. And now that we're, you know, four years almost into this show, yeah, they've racked up a little bit, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, to yeah. be fair, a lot of the ones that we've dropped are no longer publishing anyway. Oh, for sure. But, I mean, like Batman Beyond, which me and Matt did read for the first, I don't know, seven, eight issues. Arc. Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of hard to believe that's still going. I know. Uh, I um, forget. And then, and then you look at it and go, wait, like, 40 issues? What the hell? It's one of three books that still have the original Rebirth writer on it. Mm-hmm. It's still chugging along. Flash and... Uh, Ritter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, and the reason why we dropped that, it's not that it's a bad book. It just, it felt, it, was, it seemed like it was an enjoyable enough fluffy read. Time crunch. But, yeah, it wasn't needed uh, for... for... Uh, that Terrifics was the same way. We were just like, we got to the point where that week was too bogged down. Okay, okay. Well, it's it's one of these things where, like, I don't mind having a busier week if all the books feel distinct enough that I feel like they're all adding something different. I think the problem with Batman Beyond was is that it wasn't really <laughs> adding enough to really no. feel like it was worth the the, the time and and the week of reading. Uh, but it was a fine enough book. Terrifics is one where I think the arc ha- was maybe the biggest blow to it, where the arc wasn't that great yeah. when it was getting busy, and it kind of tempted us to both drop it, even though I'm I'm still tempted to go back and catch up on that at some yeah. point, because I, I do like Aqua, the writer. Aquaman was like that for me, and then Pete went back and said how great that Aliens as mm-hmm. arc was, and then when, you know, Sedgwick came onto art with Abnet writing, um, and then I picked it back up, and I've been reading it ever since. Yeah, there's, um, there's been a few the, this past year that I've actually dropped just because I've felt, fallen behind in an issue, and then couldn't catch up <laughs> uh, yeah, that, for hero. that is for hero wonder twins and freedom fighters uh, and i feel bad about all because they're all 12 issue series that probably right. aren't selling that well i really should probably be giving them a proper yeah, chance Pete. to i know it's all I'm, your fault i'm bad i know i'm terrible um, i mean i i just recently dropped flash because i just can't take it anymore yeah why, yeah but why, why hurt myself but just to keep things going <laughs> Uh, what's the odds that after he reads 750 which he's still going to read because it's mostly you know other yeah, stuff yeah I'm still going to read 750 but uh, that he's back on know. board it is, yeah. it's, it's which hey but you know what I got Nailbiter coming up so I can be excited about a Williamson book so and Batman yeah, Superman's right. been pretty solid uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, so but as, as for stuff that I've dropped it's like what Pete said it, it's a time crunch there really hasn't been anything too much for for like quality sake yeah, um, for the most part, there's just there's some writers who we know we don't like, and you know, for, so right. Orlando taking over Wonder Woman meant the Wonder Woman was getting dropped for them, and you know, right. um, and it, it can happen that way with a few other people as well, but um, <clears throat> Bendis, well, uh, for you, yes, yeah, uh, well, actually, it's actually the little add-on here. I'll, I'll bring this up now. He's got a PS as well, actually. Uh, also, I really wanted to know, Connor, what did Bendis do to you? Give you a suitcase wedgie? Criticize the facial hair? Does he dislike gingers or something? Um, I, I'm pretty sure I went over this at the time when he took over the books, but you know that was a while ago now. So for anyone who is newer, uh, I dislike Bendis's dialogue. Um, I feel like he has a lot of it, and for me, ninety percent of his characters sound the same, um, and the characters don't sound distinct, and I don't really enjoy reading them. Uh, so even though you, know, you can just tell me the plot and most of the time, the plots sound fine. I don't have a huge problem with them, um, usually. There's, there's the odd occasion where he does, definitely, but so, so do all writers. Uh, generally speaking, though, I just don't enjoy reading his dialogue. So uh, that's why I just, uh, I've learned that, and then uh, I've just wasted my time reading his books, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, 
spend this word balloons. I like boobs. There's never enough. <laughs> it's always room for more boobs. Um, yeah, mad at myself for laughing at that. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I, I, I joke, I joke that uh, even though I said last issue, Young Justice had was maybe a bit overkill, even for Bendis. <laughs> uh, but you know, mm. I just I wanted to crack my dumb joke. Uh, P.S. Uh, I left us with the body of the question. I'd hate to uh, uh, derail the primary uh, focus of the question. Uh, but he's asking if we ever considered a, a monthly show called "Dropped Comics from the Multiverse." Uh, that's really specific. No, we haven't. <laughs> We've never considered drop comics from the multiverse. No, no not your mic's going. Yeah. Uh, no, because we don't want to read them. Yeah, pretty that's much. That's why we drop them. Most of the Usually. stuff that's dropped is because we just don't want to read them. There's a couple that are maybe for time that are seem okay, but they're not actually worth going back for. But that said, like there is a couple that are kind of borderline, and then once get quieter again, I get tempted to like, oh, maybe I'll go yeah. back and try There's, that one there again. There are books that are as well that are fine to read, are perfectly enjoyable, but they don't have a lot in terms of discussion. I'm thinking back to something like Super Sons, where that's a perfectly enjoyable book. That's true, yeah, eventually. But there's very just, little to say yeah. about it each month that's different. It's not, you know, um, it's just, yep, it's more Super Sons, and if you like Super Sons, you'll probably like this issue. Yeah. 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 You know, it's, it's a fine little bit of fast food, but there's nothing really much to say. Uh, by the time we got to like, issue 8 or 9 and uh, that's kind of where, where I stopped anyway uh, so cool. So that was the emails and we've got the Twitter questions um, so thanks to the email uh, folk for those questions uh, so on the Twitters uh, from at Cathanis uh, what creative team past or present would you want to write your favourite character my first answer would be John's and Green Lantern but there's already decades worth of issues so my pick would be Humphrey's back on Green Lanterns he mentioned on Twitter that he has at least another 30 issues for Jess and Simon <sighs> that hurts that really hurts uh, I would love to see my favourite Rebirth series continued uh, I mean I, I, I mean, I would love that too uh, I miss that uh, book mm-hmm. I definitely do. As for a creative team from past or present uh, on a book... Um... Creative team, does it have to be someone who's done the book before, or is it just a team it you It is like? a creative team, yeah. yeah. His examples okay. both had people who had done it before, but I think it was just broad, yeah. Okay, so I... the team for me is, is really easy. I want Gillan McKelvey on, on a DC book. Oh. Um, I would, that, that, is, that is what I want. Um, what book, though? That's Your the question. One. Red Hood. Let's start. Screw you. Well, I'd read. I'd read the hell out of Red Hood if they were on it. Yeah. <laughs> you would do the hell out of Red Hood anyway. <laughs> yeah, but I'd do it voluntarily. Oh uh, dear. Um, I, mean, my, my... I want them to Zatanna. Right. My my go-to is always Wade Somney Superman. I want that. Uh, yeah, that's a good pick. So much. Good that... pick, yeah. I would take that. Uh, I think Wade would also be great. Uh, basically, I want Wade back at DC, but I, I'd also... Yeah. JSA by Wade, I think, would also yeah. be a treat. Yeah, no, I've decided. Gillan McKelvey on Teen Titans slash Young Justice, and they can just do more of what they were doing on Young Avengers, because uh, that remains, to my day, the, the, the best Marvel book I've ever read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so well, I was going to put Bendis on. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um... No, I, you've got JRJR out, so you, I'm the one winning. I think Wade's a big True. one. I'd also love for Enrico Tamaki to get a, an ongoing book. Um, I think she'd be perfect for you know be maybe a new writer on Batgirl or something like that. Uh, Who do you partner with? Um, because so far in DC, it's really just been being super, and that was a Joel Jones. Yeah, so yeah. That that was a good team, though. That was always a great team. 
Uh, I mean, Joelle Jones would be great, but I feel like she's probably too much of a superstar now to just be on the Batgirl book. Uh, yeah, I, I want Brubaker Phillips doing Birds of Prey. Yeah. Bird, yep. Really? Birds of Prey? Damn. Yeah, I feel like they could bring something new to Birds of Prey. Just because you get that, you know... Just a question that... here. Is this a Birds of Prey with Harley Quinn or, or Barbara? Yeah. Uh, I mean, probably Barbara, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I'm on I mean, board, Harley Quinn, If Harley Quinn is there, she, she, I mean, I'll still read it, but I think in, I in terms of their book, it's a bit like, prettier than with a, than a Harley team. Yeah, so with with Harley there, Harley would have to be a force of nature type, right? That's yeah. not part it's, of the team, just shows up and shakes things up. Um, no, I'm, I'm very on the record as okay with having Harley and Birds of Prey books that are in, you know, these black label ones that we got coming up. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll read those. I'll hopefully enjoy them. Um, but if I'm doing a you know a, a Brubaker Phillips book, probably probably not a Harley team. Hmm. No, you you want Babs there. You want Babs is Oracle specifically. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, nah, so we'll move on to some other questions here. Uh, got a couple of five G related questions on Twitter, so I'll I'll do those back to back. Uh, so first from at Superman's Papa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, which one that's a good question doesn't specify uh, but since we're running head first into 5G I'm interested on what threads regarding hypertime you're all interested in seeing paid off uh, Wave Rider as the seer of hypertime bringing back old man booster maybe picking up some of the strands left by Morrison and Maliversity or going deeper perhaps picking up on the quintessence moves from the kingdom uh, while well, we see Gog um, I don't think we'll ever see Gog again. That's very a <laughs> that's niche. Yeah. yeah. Um, unless oh. Wade, you know, comes in, we get our Wade thing. If Wade wants to play with Gog and the quintessence, yeah, know, picking up uh, that, that's fine. That's I'm not thing. sure how much threads it's going to be picking up at all. I think it's more trying to streamline and neaten things. So well, it's, it's let probably me, not going to go crazy into it. Let me read this other question as well because it kind of has some similar things in it. Uh, so, uh, at Stanley Coda, all this talk of 5G and maybe New Gods playing a role, I can't help but think of Morrison's JLA run and Metron talking of the fifth world, fifth world implied yeah. to be Earth. Is this the payoff to that? Snyder loves picking up on Morrison threads, just because we're talking about threads being picked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so like, that was always my take. Anytime something involves the, the New Gods and knowing about Morrison and his idea of the reason why Earth's so important to Darkseid is it's basically the seed of the fifth world. So the fourth world ends and he wants to get his claws in before. I always loved that idea. Um, so, and, and I guess that's what 5G could be, right? But yeah. This is the new my, generation. My gut reaction is probably not, but yeah. if it is, then I, I'm in for it. Um, yeah, I, I don't think so either. I mean, I wouldn't shock me if it was because he does like to pull from Morrison stuff and uh, uh, even just Morrison, just DC continuity in general. But, um, I do like that Morrison's kind of inspired a generation of people who kind of because he was the one who did that right he pulled from all these random stuff in the past and yep. created whatever yep. and now you do have other people kind of picking up He's... that torch and going hey let's do what Morrison did but with Morrison threads because Morrison left them intentionally for that reason right right well he's he is kind of the keeper of the metaverse right because to him all of these stories has happened it's just you know that's what that whole part in Final Crisis was about when Superman goes to that the other realm of the forgotten mm. people. These are all comic characters or literary characters that existed. They're just not in focus right now, so it they're kind of lost. 
I, I definitely feel Morrison stuff is, is very proto metaverse stuff. Like that mm -hmm. was the, the idea of it and, yep. and Johns has refined it uh, yeah, and it, given it uh, uh, rules and established it. Yeah, I, I would I would say that Johns made it digestible. Yeah. That's fair. Which yeah. is good. And they, they work well together, right? Like they worked at, at DC at the same time. Beth yeah. and I are both just writing before Johns. I, like I, feel, I feel like Morrison is basically like, get on my, my uh, astral plane level there's and then... here's the thing i don't think he do i don't think he's been pretentious i think he is just so insane and been so high mm -hmm. on whatever drugs you want that he just thinks that everyone understands oh sure I, i'm not saying he's intentionally being pretentious but no. you know essentially you know the attitude that comes off is like just get on my my weird like yeah. other world oh. level and johns takes it and makes it like this as a more of a package that we can actually consume. Like, yes okay but Let's hold their hand a little bit, Grant. You crazy yeah. Scotsman. Grant, they don't need it. They're fine. No. They'll get it. They're fine. Yeah. Actually, do you know what that says? Grant is painting things on a cave. Like uh -huh. uh, the, the Johns is the archaeologist who's finding it, uh -huh. you know, centuries, thousands of years later, and translating it for all of us to understand in modern English. That's what's happening. Um, when it when it first got into comics, Grant Morrison was just this name that carried a certain weight, and I was convinced. So like, oh, he's probably this pretentious type, like. And then I would read interviews with him and hear, you know, hear him on podcasts and be like, God damn it, I kind of like this guy. He's crazy, but oh, I like him. He's he's borderline insane, and uh, yeah. but he's, he's he's such a great speaker. Like you know, that's you know why he has these these stupid random concepts and ideas that no one else could come up with. He's he's kind of a cult leader that way, where you're like <laughs> this crazy guy, and all of a sudden you look at, like, <clears throat> yeah, listen to Grant. You know, like it it happens real quick. Yeah, um, he, he's going. Hey, he's like, get on my wavelength. He's like, yeah, I, I'm there. I'm yeah. on it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, he he did. So the hypertime stuff. I would love to see the Time Masters come back with with Rip and, and Booster Gold. Probably the most likely thing that we're gonna get. Yeah, that's that's my main threat with with a, a, a proper booster and skeets and and you could even throw a Wave Rider in there. Some way, just have Rip Hunter and his chalkboard. Yeah, and all these different mysteries. I think like, it's that's my jam. It's worth mentioning, as far as we know right now, which is admittedly most speculation based on the the stuff that has leaked, is that five G is not an event. It's worth mentioning that five G is not a story in and of itself. Five G is a status quo like rebirth that's going to be right. around for a while. Uh, you know, Metal Two is yeah, is the we're, event. we're told an event. there will be an event. Not Metal 2. After Metal yes. 2, there will be an event leading into it that will deal with hypertime um, and kind of fix some things that will set up. It will be the, the equivalent of the, the Rebirth one-shot. Yeah, 5G will spawn out of this event, whatever it is. Yeah, and that's what we'll be playing with hypertime and, and quote-unquote setting things straight and establishing and neatening things up. And unfortunately, Wally Manhattan or Wally like or rick west or whatever we're going to call him that is like, what they've done the, he, the rick west thing. yeah he's going to be central to all this bollocks probably because of his <sighs> new position <laughs> the only the only thing i have that, that might be positive coming out of that is that to fix it he'll have to not be a part of the universe mm -hmm. to fix it and yes that means wally is gone again and that's shit but i'd rather have that yeah, I've said, I said it last week, I'll say it again this week. I'd rather he be dead than have all this happen to him. It'd be simpler. 
and I wouldn't have to go through all this pain. Uh, move on to another question at Chris Bracefield on Twitter. Do you have a num- do you have a number of issues in a day you essentially max out where your retention of the stories just starts going down, or can you blow through more with no repercussions? For me, it's the issues of a different comic series uh, per day, or no more than one trade paperback of a single series. Um, I have no hard and fast rules about this. I think my only kind of thing is that typically when I'm reading, uh, with the exception of rare occasions where I really get into something, like in a, in a trade, say, uh, typically when I'm reading single issues, I tend to read them in batches of two or three back to back. And I might do that multiple times in a day, but I typically one sitting is going to be two or three issues. Um, honestly, yeah. for me, not really. Like, you know, There might become a point where I just become mentally fatigued and tired from reading and, and yeah. I'll take a break and be like, okay, done but i mean just like two or three weeks ago i caught up on like 20 issues of like four different series like the, mm. the buffy and angel stuff and count that as one right. thing uh ronin island die once in future i caught up on like b- between them like 20 issues in one day over mm-hmm. maybe two or three sittings and that was no problem yeah my my limits have not been tested i don't think like i forget things that happened a while ago so like i i reading rucka's lois lane i went back and read checkmate a lot of stuff that I'd forgotten about, right? But then sure. once I started reading it, it got all refreshed. Um, same with with Sacrifice, the the story that comes out of OMAC mm. with with Superman and, and Wonder Woman good, and the Max Forward stuff. That's a good story. Yeah, a lot of that stuff I forgot about that, that goes on there. And, yeah, there were there stories and, from years ago that I couldn't right, tell you now um, off the top of my head. I'll give you the vague things, but details right. not all. And and it might take a minute to refresh my memory. Shoot. Here, if I read something on Wednesday and it was like the first thing I read, I need a quick refresher before we talk about it. Oh yeah, like so, I, I've you know said I mean? this, I said this before. Like, I want recap pages because I always forget. What, if you ask me what happened in any of the issues from last week, I'd probably struggle. I'd probably have to sit and think about it for a yeah. while before I actually got it. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. As soon as I start reading the next issue of a series, within the first page, all of it comes flying back to me once I start looking right. at the stuff again. Usually, I have, I Usually. have a book this week that 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 did not apply okay. to. Okay, sure. But... Um, Usually, but like I've I've sat there and I'm trying to get caught up on Souls Vader mm-hmm. book. I read six issues in in a sitting, no problem. So like I finished the the back half of that first trade because they put the big thick book out. So uh, yeah. it's the first twelve uh, issues. Just on retention though, I think it's pretty simple because uh, you know you just saying oh you know my, you know I want to skim through a book I read on Wednesday. Right. That could be the only book I read that day. Right. And come Saturday, I'll want to give it a quick skim. Right? Right. So it's well, not like there's a, oh, I read too much else. And it's confusing yeah. my brain. What drives me nuts is at my age now, too, I can remember songs from my early teens that I haven't heard in 20 years. Yeah. But one of the songs from Birds of Prey, I could not remember how it went, and I just saw it last night. <laughs> right? So it was just trying to find that song I mean, this morning. I think to be fair, Matt, that may be more to do with just having heard it once versus something you heard a lot over a period well, of time. Yeah, but like even if it was 20 years ago, I can still remember the lyrics to some stupid song from, you know, 2000. Yeah, but if you heard it like, you know, a hundred you know? times over the space of two years, it probably, yeah, you know, it get burned into your yeah, brain. Yeah, but still, but I haven't heard it in 18, right? So like... It's weird. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a muscle memory thing, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it is. Things that you, you think you've forgotten that you shouldn't know, yeah. and then bang, there it is. Yeah. So it's the brain's weird, man. Oh, like, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So I always have a limit per day, but I do have a limit in each sitting, which tends to be about three issues. And it tends to be more about just, like, I have to stretch my legs more than it is anything else. I just get restless and want to move around. I find I can read more in print than I can digital. Uh, I think it's the light of a screen in general. Like, um, I can read, you know, four or five maybe issues on a screen, where, and then I'll go, right, okay, I need, even though I spend all day staring at a screen anyway. But then I feel like <laughs> I need to go and, you know, I'm not reading as intensely. Uh, so I feel like after that I need to go out, but... I can burn through like a 12 issue trade paper and you know absolutely no problem in one sitting you know and that's fine i haven't tried to read a paper trade in a long time so i have no idea what i could do with that now i feel I like mean, i feel like i could at the time i i i feel like when i was reading the walking dead and trade i used to read those trades in single sittings every time uh mm-hmm. i think i did well so. that's that happened to me with checkmate I'd, I'd roll off like three or four you know in, in the trade and then i'd get like pizza as restless it's like, all right, and we're gonna go do something else right now. Um, but I, I usually only read around like bed or my break at work at this time. You know, like it's when I get home, I'm doing stuff with my wife, or you know, unless I'm by myself. Like last last week, she went to the gym with her friend, and that left me here. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna read, watch some wrestling. You know, switch it yeah. up. That's why, like for me it was like you know that, that that day a couple of weeks ago it was like ah uh, you know usually i'll read i'll read in bed i'll read an issue or two before i fall mm-hmm. asleep i'll read my weekly comics obviously friday night yep. saturday morning um and then uh, you know i just okay i got a day off P- pages out or she's at work probably yep. uh i'll sit and just burn through them all and part of that is that i felt like okay these really need to get bagged and boarded and put away because they're starting to stack up yeah uh, that's that's the fight with me right now <laughs> Is quit leaving, quit leaving your stack of red comics on the on the bar. Oh, I'm like, did. yeah, but you know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I've been I've been catching up on the Buffy and Angel stuff myself. Uh, I have two issues of Buffy and one issue of Hellmouth, including this week's Buffy. So I'm I'm just about caught up. I've just got it's good last couple to do. Uh, so elsewhere, which is going to be on the opposite weeks mm-hmm. as previously, which is previously if you don't know what previously is, it's a new classic DC comic show that me and Car are doing. Uh, so check out that, uh, which is every other week. There was an episode um, this week. That was good fun. Does that mean you're, you're nearly ready to start elsewhere? No, no, no. I need to catch up with a couple of other things first. Oh, so. Okay, fine. You uh, still <laughs> reading uh, Coates' Captain America? I will, yeah. I will be. I'll be catching up in that. Okay. Uh, I'm up to date. It's so good. Yeah. There, there was a moment in this last one. I read it when we were in Anaheim. And I, I almost made a slate to go to leave yeah let me me get to the end my only problem with that last issue is the art obviously it's been changing every arc so and it's not that it's bad it's just that it's um it didn't jarringly different to what the previous tone of the book has been yeah Mm. so that one immortal hulk and avengers are my main yeah i'm not i'm not super rushed to catch up on avengers but cap and hulk i'll be doing probably next yeah avengers is, is just it's popcorn comics right now yeah like i'm reading avengers and it's like yeah this is fine but i don't need it either like if if, if you're like oh you haven't got time to read avengers anymore i'll be like all right fine whatever yeah that's where i'm at too and then i'll get caught up you know i'll I'll go digitally and pick up the you know the last three if you're not reading daredevil matt you should try daredevil that's been good i will i need to get caught up i have the first issue sitting on my ipad Mm -hmm. i just haven't had time so once i do i'll wait for a sale it's really good. The, the art in the second arc was a was a bit. It just it felt yeah. kind of what you're talking about is the the tone was just off compared to the art in the other right. arcs. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, if we're on my top Marvel books right now are Captain America, yep. Hulk, uh, Daredevil, um, Thor, 
uh, uh-huh. that, 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 the first like you know that's like two or three issues in two now. Issues. That's still, yep, three issues are still great. And uh, Hawkeye Freefall is only like two yeah. issues in, but oh, I fell in love with that. I've I've heard good things. I liked Rosenberg's uh, Phoenix book. They yeah, did, the, yeah, I read that. The Resurrection. This and, is the, the oh, first one from him I've I've really enjoyed, but oh, it's good. Yeah. All right. Yes. So, last couple of questions then before we move on. Uh, at Sinsig, uh what was the biggest missed opportunity of Rebirth besides Wally West? For me, it was Super Lex. I always thought it would have been cool if Dan Jurgens' Rebirth Action Comics run had focused on Lex Luthor trying to be a hero. And there was little bits okay. of that in there, but it wasn't yeah as much of a focus as I think maybe we were uh, expecting. They, they kind of threw that out for Apex Lex, and I don't like it. Yeah, I'd like to do uh, and see action do something with Lex, not under under Venice, obviously, just you know in general. But, um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> and then you know back to like when Cornell did that uh, that yeah. stuff they did, you know, like that kind of period, that the style of story. Yeah, yeah, oh, that style such a good of story, story with Lex at the center. Uh, I'd be yeah. down for that sort of thing yeah. again. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a that's a good question. I mean. It's not so much a missed because I, I think it was absolutely great when the series was still going, but the way they flubbed the ending of the Green Arrow book uh, kind of yeah. stings because I really loved that when it was uh, Percy on it, and I didn't necessarily love completely like that that run that was just starting at the end, but I feel bad for them because it, it just got taken away yeah. from them a few issues in. It was like, and, hey, I, and I like the Bensons, like I re- like what I've read yeah. out of them. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, I mean, honestly, it's it's kind of threads from things that have not been picked. Like early on in the in King's Batman, like the stuff with Gotham Girl. I think Gotham Girl was the biggest missed opportunity in that. Biggest book, whiff. Yeah. In that, it started off as okay, this could be interesting. We're setting something up, and you know, sure there was a future with Duke that none of us were particularly excited about, but there was as a character. But at least it was something interesting with Duke. Yeah, something- and then mm. by the end, it was just like I never want to see Gotham Girl again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, t- same with. T- t- city of bane with me i feel like that whole story like oh, sure. and i don't put this on king but the way that it was sold i wanted to see more of bane just taking over and it wasn't we saw more of the reaction to it oh yeah i mean of, that, that 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 arc was more about other like it wasn't focused <clears throat> on the actual main no. it was like outside the main story it was, it was like he wasn't yeah. interested in doing it. It, it felt like a tie-in book to an event that had a separate book except there was no separate right. event book <laughs> yeah. that's what it felt, it felt like, like yeah that's the third um I will say Green Lanterns. I missed that book. We, we, this is like the third time we brought it up. But... Yeah. Again, much like Green Arrow, though, it's kind of a weird one because while it had a kind of a sad ending because it just kind of disappeared, it yeah. wasn't really a missed opportunity in and of itself as it was the going. The book itself, while it was yeah. going for like 50-odd yeah. issues, was pretty good. Yeah. 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 So... Yeah. so, um, so yeah. And, and of course, wait, did he say we can't say Wally? Or we can't say Dick? He said other than Wally because... Well, Wally's yeah, the so, obvious so, one. No, I get no. Dick wasn't a missed opportunity, though. I think Wally's a missed opportunity in the well, sense of the promise of we're getting Wally West back wasn't right. delivered on. No, but what they were trying with Dick Grayson, I feel like where where Percy had him, and he was trying that to throw it out to do Rick Grayson. But again, like, that's that's something that came late. I feel like this question is more about things that were promised at the start of Rebirth that kind of got whiffed on. Whereas uh, we're, we're we're talking about things here where they had no, we had a good couple of years of the thing happening, yeah. and then it changed because comics change every once in a while. Yeah, we're yeah. we're more talking about things like 
Oh, Mr. Oz. Like, would it, I mean, I, I personally, I'm okay with the way that turned out. I, I yeah, quite liked fine. that story, but that yeah. was something that was set up really early on, and it's, did that deliver uh, or not? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, I guess I liked our idea way more than what we got. But hey, I guess one argument could be, you know, the tease of like Mira and Aquaman getting married, and they've kind of like, hinted at it once or twice since, but it's not been something that's yeah. you know been at the forefront. Uh, but I'm digging Aquaman so much right now that I'm not really that fussed about it. Yeah. Uh, the that cyborg book. That what it what it was supposed to be about mm. human and, uh, and humankind and technology where one begins and the other ends you, you, and just kind of you were hoping for like X Mac and I meets like the Borg from Star Trek and it ended up just yeah. being this generic cyborg fights things sci-fi story <laughs> yeah, yeah and I'm like oh, that could have been so good because I want to like Actually, cyborg Alex Garland that's what he writes he writes cyborg he writes a good cyborg yeah, story <laughs> yeah why not um. I'm trying to think of some other things on there. Honestly, I think like the most of the core things that were at the start were delivered on. Most of them. Yeah, Wally is the big exception. It's mm. it's things that came later that undid some of those things that, that is the problem. Yeah, which I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't count as rebirth not delivering on. I'd say that's just something that came later and changed things. Uh so trying to go back because new Superman ended up being really good. Better than we uh, ever thought it was going to be. Yeah. Which, you know. Um what else was there? Yeah. Well, maybe that's... Batgirl's Bat well, been fine. Supergirl's been fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm going through the rebirth. I'm trying to think what was in the, the, the rebirth one shot and what was not delivered on. Um, I mean, honestly, no, like, some of the bigger things until recently would have been like Legion and JSA, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but obviously now Let's, we're at a stage where Legion are back and, you know, people are enjoying that. Uh, JSA... Yeah, they've appeared here or there, and it, it's obviously coming. I would it's, say we're at the stage where it's delivered on that promise, if it, even though it's taken longer yeah. than we'd what, have liked. What feels so weird to me about answering this question is that, well, the DC continuity is kind of off doing all these weird things, some of which we like, some of which we really don't like, and it's whatever. Um, we did have Doomsday Clock, which does feel like the true like payoff to Rebirth, that one shot, right? Um, and the only thing that maybe makes Doomsday Clock feel like it's maybe missing is that Wally's not really included in that Doomsday Clock story at all. That's the only thing that feels like, if Wally was included in there, I would feel like I had the perfect payoff to that Rebirth one-shot. Yeah, honestly, it kind of goes Rebirth one-shot, the button, Doomsday Clock. Am yes. I missing anything else in between those? Nah, it's pretty much just that. No. And that is, a again, let's say Wally aside, which is why Wally is the missed opportunity, that's a pretty satisfying story. Yes, yeah. Um, the fact that the DC Universe is doing all these other things is just kind of well. It's irrespective of the point, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and uh, kind of, and this kind of actually almost ties into this a little bit. Uh, from at Res nineteen eighty, this is the last question. If you had to guess, what would what was John's original plan for the Mobius chair? Well, being that it's the complete knowledge, and, and Batman used it to find out about the three jokers i feel like that was it i feel like john's entire thing with with the movie show was wrapped up in in the dark side war yeah i mean it's, it's potential that we might get it back in from john's and the three jokers potential yeah and so i don't i think that's where his plan is and i don't think yeah. the movie's chair being imbued with the power of dr manhattan was anything there's a possibility he that he about. planned that given that that was right at the end of his run and he was going into rebirth and he he obviously already okay dr manhattan was going to be a thing he knew that at this yeah. point uh, so it's possible that that was always his intention. Maybe he didn't expect to be used like this, but it was all—you know—it's possible he'd set it up for something he was going to do later down the line. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I never really thought about this, to, to be honest. I never really felt like there was much more of a plan for the movie shift from Yeah, John's. me neither. <laughs> like, outside of just... I, I did like the twist that, that, that it can't be true. Was it like the Joker was someone that we didn't expect? It was like, oh no, there's been three. Oh yeah, I, know. I, I always like that answer. Because so, I, I think yeah. what I love about it is that it's not answering the question. It's, it's, it's answering with another question that makes them go, it's, what the F? Like, you know, it's like a genuine... It's, it's who's the Joker? And the chair answers, which one? You're like, what? <laughs> you know, um, I can tell you, can tell you who's not, and it's Walking Phoenix, because <laughs> or Jared Leto for that matter. Yeah, or him. Um, yeah, Oscars are tomorrow, and I'm, I'm, I've never actively gunned against a movie <laughs> I have for this one. Joker, it's, it's, it's winning actor, even though Adam Driver deserves like, it so much. But he, he's, Walking Phoenix is going to win. I can't, I can't, I can't believe how many it's been nominated for. I didn't count it, but I was looking down the nominations. 11. Was it 11? It's eleven? Eleven. It's the most nominated film. That is yeah. absolutely absurd. That movie is mediocre. I, I don't. It's, I don't get it. It's uh, no, I, I, I've said at the time. I think it's. You know, I think it's better than mediocre. I think it's a perfectly decent, good enough movie. It's enjoyable, but it is a. You know, it's it's a remake of Taxi Driver. It's it's yeah, well acted. Don't, don't be wrong. Yeah, it's not I don't as deep think as it, it, it is. The writing. It might deserve some of the because it's it's wonderfully shot, right? Like we talked about that. Yeah, I think uh, cinematography but, sure. Um, acting. Sure, I get why. Yeah. Uh, music, absolutely. This is a great, great yeah. score. I will stick up for that all night long. Uh, who's who's the composer on that one? That's uh... I'm not going to try and pronounce that because that's like okay. the uh, <laughs> the uh, like uh, Icelandic-y sounding one. Okay, okay. sure. Um... So, so it's not it's not. Um... It's like uh, it's it's a woman. I think I think it's actually the, the first woman who's ever been nominated sure. uh, for for score cool. in the Oscars. So it's not it's not Thomas Newman, who I just found out is Randy Newman's cousin. Yeah. I have to yeah. admit though, I felt a bit uncomfortable. This is this is nothing to do with the plot of the movie, but there's a Gary Glitter song used at one point, and I have to admit that makes me feel so uncomfortable. Yeah, um, I think that's the intent in the though, right? Over here at the time, where uh, the, there was reports that he was getting royalties from that, yeah. he was in jail, and people were like, eh, that's and they had to pass him and go, "We're not giving him the royalties. Don't worry, he's not being paid." Uh, um, yeah. I just, yeah. Um, and if that is the point, I I feel I actually makes me feel worse that they're using it to actually get a reaction like that. I don't know. It just feels a bit skeevy to me. Um, you, you mean the directors pulled some cheap tricks? Oh, I'm shocked. <laughs> the, guy that, the guy that made the Hangover and Road Trip. Did he do Road Trip? I would have seen that coming. Yes. I did not know that was the guy. I was yes. I was I was yes. Phillips from the Hangover. And I, and I have no issue with with comedy guys going over. I love um. What's his name? That did the big short and and Vice. Adam McKay. Adam McKay. Yeah. That great. Jay Roach, another one. Fine. But like, I don't know, man. I don't feel like you get to turn in your copy of a Scorsese movie. And get <laughs> Honestly, I think for me, the biggest director. defining moment of everything around that film is still him saying the success of it had nothing to do with with it, it uh, being the Joker and and being part of you know Batman DC. I'm like, Bollocks. It had everything to do with that. Like it's yeah. it's a fine movie. It would have performed probably okay. It probably would have made yeah. you know it would have made back its budget and been success, successful enough because it had a tiny budget, right? So it would have been yeah. fine. Uh, I don't think it would have flopped. Um, would it have made a billion dollars? Not a goddamn chance. Well, yeah. no other R-rated movie in the history of cinema has made a billion dollars. So clearly, uh, 
Like not uh, a goddamn chance. Like uh, uh, the, the buzz was is that Warner Brothers were going to be like ecstatic if it broke five hundred million. So the fact that it broke a billion means yeah, that they, they never are. Saw this. They're they're doing uh, handstands and you know uh, you know cartwheels think, around the office. The official budget was fifty five million. Uh, um, include marketing, you're probably looking at what a hundred million. Yeah, which which for a comic book themed movie, that's nothing anymore. Oh yeah, yeah, they're it's it's time. Like, you know, look it, up, it, for what movie is. Look up what Birds was real quick while we're at it because that's the next. Yeah, uh, you want to see what his budget is. Birds, I think, was about a hundred million for the budget. Uh, uh, or under it maybe it was 97.1 according to google yeah, yeah. There you go, so, that, so there you so. go um in, in, in yeah. just to give this reference suicide squad was 175 and justice league was 300 Whoa. yeah 175 most of that was music rates do you know what i i i hate that 100 million dollars is now medium for a movie budget that's yeah. now a medium budgeted movie yeah. It's insane. yeah this this is on the for, for superhero movies still on the lower end right yeah yeah um, but, but it's again, it's not a superhero movie. It is a comic movie. What's what's so never... yeah? What's so saying though is that uh, it, it was estimating uh, that it was going to make fifty to sixty million opening weekend. Warner Brothers, uh, as the movie studios often do, uh, put their estimates out on a conservative side because they want because they, uh, they want to be able to say, hey, yeah. it broke it broke our expectations. Yeah, they, they were expecting forty to forty five. I think they were saying right. forty five. It was forty five million. And the actual estimates now, now that Saturday's numbers have got proper estimates, is that the weekend will make thirty-three million. So it's underperforming, even by their conservative really? estimates. Okay. So, and it's funny because I, I think it's interesting that we had a Joker movie and then a, essentially a Harley Quinn movie back to back, and yeah. one far, you know, overshot what, what it was expected to do. Another one is underperforming, and. I wonder if part of it's because it is Margot Robbie and because it's, it at least looks like it's connected to Suicide Squad, that while that did well, yeah. everyone hated it. <laughs> so. I'm, I'm going to say, anecdotally, no. Because when I went to the cinema, I, I went, admittedly, I went in the middle of the day on the Friday. So, so yeah. yeah, there weren't many people in there. Um, but middle of the day on the Friday, I wasn't expecting there to be a lot. Um, but the, the, there was like four guys in front of me and one of them went, so did you guys know this was a sequel to Suicide Squad? And they all went, no, really? This is connected to that? I mean, it kind of isn't, isn't this? No, it, it, yeah, no, yeah. That's the point. Like, people don't really know. No. Um, okay, well, in that, in, I went... I was going to say, in that case, I would say it's the marketing spot then, because I thought the trailers were pretty bad, the posters all look terrible. I, I like, I, I think the marketing is what... I think the first trailer wasn't great. I think the second trailer was yeah. was much better, and, and uh, it was very indicative of what the movie actually was. See, I went on a Friday night, and while my theatre doesn't tend to get packed, there was more people for Birds of Prey than there was for Star Wars. And that, as a Star Wars fan, kind of made me sad. Um, Is that just because Star Wars had like fifty showings though at the same time? So I don't, I don't know. This was, had a lot of showings yeah. too. Like we, we missed the six thirty showing because I lost my sunglasses. Found out they were at home, <laughs> um, and so we went to the seven o'clock. So there was a five six, you know, five five thirty six six thirty seven yeah. showing gauntlet. Star Wars had a lot too, but we went to a seven o'clock show for that and scattering uh, of people compared so yeah there was there was basically uh, no one at my showing uh, it was it was like maybe like yeah. four other people yeah i should say like i went at 2 p.m on a friday uh so i'm in the middle of a work day and school day for if for whatever that is applicable and mm-hmm. uh i went into the imax screen which is twice See? the price of the regular one so, so is that... already cuts out a lot of yeah. your audience so so that thirty-three million, Pete, was that domestic or is that worldwide? That's domestic. That's the domestic opening weekend. Okay. The, the worldwide is probably going to be like double that, but that's still that's low. Well, because I, I heard this. it was tracking for a hundred. 
So that's why. Uh, that'll, uh, be that, that'll, be, that'll be where I'll wait for this movie. Right. Uh, I mean, and obviously, it's easy to make that mistake because obviously, other movies that could be domestic right. because some movies do right. make hundred yeah. plus. Although, but... to be fair, like I said, they were never expecting a hundred plus on this movie. Right. No, no, domestic. no. But it's you know it's it's it's, it's basically half of what the uh, the first estimates were and lower than what their conservative you know public estimates were for Warner Brothers. So. Uh, regardless, and I, I'm not saying anything about the movie itself. I'm going to talk about it tomorrow. I'm keeping uh, no, it all. None of us have said anything yeah. there, actually about the movie. We, that was some great restraint on all of our. Parts. <laughs> I'm keeping yeah. all my opinions until tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> so look forward to that. I imagine an extensive. I mean, it won't be as long as an episode of this show, but it'll be extensive for just reviewing a movie. It'll probably be about 90 minutes to two hours long, I imagine. Uh, so look forward to that. But anyway, so yeah, that was kind of from the last question, which had nothing to do with Harley Quinn or Birds of Prey. I can't remember what the question was anymore. It was the Mobius chair stuff. Oh, <laughs> so, hey. Because I brought up not my Joker, because I was talking about three Jokers. That's right. That's how yeah. we got into it. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so thanks to everyone who sent in questions. Uh, you know, it'll probably be a few weeks again before we do this uh, again, but uh, thanks to everyone who did send them in. Uh, they're a big help, and help uh, give us a, you know, some talking points to, to fill out a show. Well, let us begin this week's comics with Batman issue 88, James Tynion in the fourth rating with Gillen March on R. And I said this on Twitter, uh, like yesterday or whatever, that I don't like Gillen's March's art. I still don't. But after Action Comics last week with that horrendous John Romita Jr. art, this didn't seem that bad this time. As, a, as someone who didn't have to put myself through that last week, I still hate it. <laughs> it's Here's my thing. I've, I've seen art that's far worse i don't mind march's layouts detail work is what i don't like i don't want to see his riddler ever again <laughs> his riddler grosses me out i don't his catwoman with this current costume i don't feel it works as yeah. well um however a lot of the other stuff his deathstroke also his okay another one his penguin i, I don't need to see his penguin anymore yeah either. yeah yeah uh, uh, very uh, grotesque However, no, I'll tell you why, why his death Bruce... sometimes works is 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 yeah. basically whenever they don't see their face, whenever there's a mask on or yeah. the face in shadow, right. that tends to help. Yeah. So, so the yeah. issue here is that Catwoman is on comms with Riddler as she's digging up a grave for you know for reasons we don't yet understand, and uh, she she's talking to him about some pact that her Riddler, Penguin, and Joker. Uh, you know, the arguably the big four. I mean, I'd argue Two Face is bigger than maybe one or two of them, but you know. But here's here's what I thought about this is Two Face is outside of them. Sure. You never know who you're gonna get with Two Face. So with Riddler, Catwoman, and Penguin, they're all on the same kind of. They're if we're breaking this down into alignments, they're all kind of on that same alignment. Yeah, and Joker's you know? kind of like the wild card uh, with them. Yep. Yeah, and, like, and, that, and you know thing. the others. They're all stories that you can play with them completely legit. Like Penguin yep. can do it. A legit businessman. Just, just, has done similar, yeah. the, the the PI stuff. I just realised we're talking about three three male villains and a female one, so it actually tracks with it's always sunny in terms of like <laughs> comparing <laughs> them. Uh, Who's Joker, the wild card? Well, Joker's Charlie Day, okay. obviously. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Catwoman is kind of ironic. Catwoman being the bird. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I think Dennis is Rid uh, Riddler. And Max Penguin? So then the that makes more sense Penguin. to me. Yeah. Yeah, Dennis is definitely I mean, more DeVito. the mastermind, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, DeVito's Penguin. Oh, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> oh, where was that, guys? It was the layup. I know, I know, it was so obvious. It was so oh. obvious. Um, Anyways, um, 
Yeah, so the art, it wasn't as... Maybe because it's an expectation, though, thing, too. Like, we know yeah. we're getting March. So, just manage expectations. Joe, I actually... Um, I, I don't think he's Cheshire and Batman are that bad for the most part. No. no I mean, not the best versions of the characters I've seen no. by far, but, like, they're, they're, they're okay. Like, I'm not... Yeah. You know. Um, so, we were joking about how Batman... Uh, or Tiny was saying that in every issue, he wants to have a new bat vehicle-related gadget. This one has a bat hologram that will go around a regular car to make it look like a Batmobile. Um, but I'm glad that Lucius, later on the issue, when Batman was ramming through, like, a wall, is like, you know, you do realize that the actual armor's not there that most Batmobiles have. Yeah, just still my car. that car. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I don't care. <laughs> Bill me, I believe, was the line. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, cause when he's first telling me to take this car in the street, he's like, wait, you want me to steal this car? He's like, well, I mean, it's my car, and, you know... You, I, I was like, oh, it's your car. Oh, that's fine, then. Yeah. Uh, so, and, you know, trust me, I'll, you'll pay for it. <laughs> I'll charge you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so it's basically the Catwoman's got this big secret. And what I liked about this issue is that, you know, one of the things, like, following on from King's run was, like, oh, are we going to, like, just forget that Catwoman and Batman were almost married and they had all this history? Mm-hmm. I like that this is following on from it, and it's going in a new direction, but it is taking that into account and saying, okay, Catwoman now fears, fe- you know, fears the idea of Bruce sort of looking at her like one of them again. And that there's this history where she was a proper villain for some time, and that if that history and what they actually got, you know, what they planned in this time comes up now. It, it's kind of like Catwoman was part of like a Tower of Babel type you know, sort of plot against Batman, and now it's going to come out and she's now terrified of Bruce finding out. Um, I like that side of it. I like that kind of idea that Tynan's playing with. Um, I like a lot of the ideas. I don't think I really like reading the comics that much. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, I don't know. There's something like... Maybe, maybe it's part of the art, um, part of just... I don't know, the the pacing of this issue just it doesn't quite feel right to me yeah, that's fair uh and there we have obviously batman comes in to get all the villains that were were taken from uh the prison you know that new yeah. what was it, the black room or whatever and it was I, called and i like that uh penguins basically telling them you know i i'm so bought in with the police force like that's how he was able to break in so effectively which yeah. i liked mm-hmm. so no, uh, there's that, the reasoning there. That was fine. Balakazan does some fighting. Uh, and uh, Deathstroke actually slits Cobblepot's throat. Although he knows it's not lethal as long as he gets to a doctor. He's like, no, you, you can save him. Right. Just, but you have to but, go but, to the hospital. But you have to let us go to save you have him. To choose. Yeah. Right. Uh, so. It's a classic villain move that, yes. that we've seen a bunch of times. I, is, I know, expect... Save them and I... let us go, or. You know, right. But the, there's, some, there's something about actually seeing the villain like slit someone's throat that is quite visceral. So I thought it was an effective moment yeah. in that yeah. sense. That's what I, yeah. That that and that's a slave move. Like of course he's gonna challenge Batman on that. Yeah, yeah, and and I'd buy that Slade can slit someone's throat in, in just the right place where. Oh, they'll die if you don't do anything, but not immediately. You've got yeah, Catwoman. and there's these mysterious characters that show up to get Catwoman, and the end of the mm-hmm. issue is Harley showing up to save her from these two guys who are, you know, part of this plan to seemingly take down Batman. Uh, yeah, yes. and so there was we a... probably talk about what Catwoman was grave. doing. Yeah, she was digging a grave, uh, and inside the grave, we see what looks like a Joker. Uh, right, and she's like, well, this can't be... And then it, the body starts talking to her, and there's a green font in the box, so that's a, it's a tell of something weird going on. Yeah, but it's not Joker's yeah. typical font, though, either. It's like a no. different set and then it starts spewing this green gas um 
yeah. Which kind of makes yeah. her kind of like uh, I don't want to say hallucinate Maybe. necessarily, but she's kind of we get this visual of like her, she looks like she's drowning in the the rain almost. Uh, yeah. Honestly, if if I didn't know we were getting three Jokers still, and know for a fact that that was coming, I'd be wondering: is this playing with that? Ah, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. See, see if this was like one of the Jokers that, and these these like three or four villains knew he was dead, or that one Joker was dead. Like that'd be an yeah. interesting way to tie it into some of the backstory of some of these characters. But I don't think it is. I think this is a separate thing. I, I do as well. Uh, as I, but if if you know if we didn't know that book was still coming, and we'd obviously we'd had the three Jokers tease a while back, and, and you know just nothing happened with it. I would mm-hmm. be thinking that maybe this is something to do with that. Yeah, uh, we knew Harley was coming because she was in a lot of the promo material for Tynan's run, so she, we knew she was coming early. It made sense that she shows up here. Um, I don't like how March draws her costume. It's a little bit too in the uh, clinging to the skin and body shape side for my yeah. liking. But uh, you, you're saying March is a is a bit of a sleaze bag sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never seen that before. Uh, but I do, I do like the color scheme. You know, black and red, back to the sort of the classic a little bit. Uh, so, I'm looking forward to seeing other artists' interpretation of this this costume. This is this isn't a new costume, is it? Um, I mean, it's not. I, mean, it's not, I don't know. I don't know what she's been wearing recently. I feel like this is one that's been around for most of the rebirth run. Um, this black and red like that. I, I feel like I've seen this for oh, you know, years at this point. I don't remember what she's. I mean, I've barely seen her in that. No. no, that's fair. Uh, just this. What, this what are you talking about? Uh, oh, I, I, I didn't think this was a new Harley Quinn costume. I thought this was the one she's I, had for years. I, I thought she had a lot of blue and red recently. Maybe I, maybe I'm just imagining. No, that. this looks like the the one from uh, that we've seen in, in others. Although yeah. the the, the cut off jeans with the pocket showing. Eh. <laughs> Sorry to go yell at dogs that were barking because my neighbor's dogs won't shut the hell up. So which got my dogs going and it, mm-hmm. yeah. As you do. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. So, um, that was a fine issue. I, I think it's uh, I mean, it's, I, I like the story. Obviously, the art I'm not in love with because yeah. it's March. But uh, like I say, after after GRGR's art last week, this 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 at least still feel like someone who should be paid to to draw art, even if I don't like it that much. Right. right. So oh, that's so cruel. Uh, it is that's cruel, funny. but uh, honestly. I, I honestly the art in that, that that Superman last week might be the the worst art I've ever seen in that a mainstream comic book. Yeah, now, now's a good time to remind people: oh, please go, don't go tag JRJR in this stuff. Just leave him be. Oh yeah, don't, yeah, don't never never tag. I hate when someone tags like a creator and like on, on, on a reply to a negative <laughs> thing. Matt, oh, you make. <laughs> didn't you just tell him about? I that? did. I just tried to warn him. <laughs> Oh no, I didn't hear. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> we yeah. can't hear them for what it's worth. <laughs> no, I know, but I, it's been constant for the last eight minutes. Oh sure, yeah. And it's like go, get control of your dogs. I yelled at mine; they haven't barked since. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think the story's fine. You know, I'm enjoying kind of the story beats that Tynan's playing with. Um, pacing's a little bit, you know. Like double shipping, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Yeah, uh, but... it's interesting that we we know that when he started writing for this book, he was expecting monthly. He was, and this yeah. is only the third issue that he's done. So I, I don't imagine he got that far ahead and went, oh, by the way, this is still double. Uh, yeah, I wonder what point he had to switch. I wonder if he mapped out the first arc and then was told, oh, by the way, this is going to be double shipping still, and he had to like sort of quickly move on and get the next arc mapped out because he had to get to it quicker than he thought he did. Yeah. Um. 
but yeah, you know, I don't know. But I mean, obviously, Detective was double shipping when he was writing that, and he did a great job on that. I mean, there was the odd weaker issue, sure, but for the most part, it was a really enjoyable run. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm digging this uh, for the most part, even though uh, obviously the art's uh, whatever. Um, I, I'm liking that he's kind of doing his hush, and by that I just mean that he's bringing in a lot of villains at the same time and doing a you know a bit of everything. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, so. I have to admit, like honestly, this issue disappointed me. Um, uh, yeah, because I don't think it was just the art this time. I think some clunky dialogue here or there. And yeah, I and I understand what he's doing with trying to add a new bat gadget, but sometimes it goes a little too far. Like stupidly, I was fine with him repurposing a a factory, mm-hmm. right? To to make stuff. I understand that this hollow tech and stuff. I don't know. It's just yeah, it just feels like, yeah, just because. And yeah. I, mean, I don't know. This is this is probably the issue that Tynan's written in anything in a long time that I've been the most underwhelmed by i have to say i like the holotech more than i do the crab thing that turns into a bat wing that felt more oh, over no, the top give to me, me that any day yeah because I, I, I understand that and i understand how that can go wrong this <laughs> holotech is just like look where does he get all those wonderful toys and it's like i i get it and you gotta have some restraint to write batman so i'm not mm-hmm. gonna kill him too much for it but it just it wasn't I, working for yeah, me i appreciated that it didn't actually change the physical properties of the car oh yeah because so I was worried it was going to do that. I was glad that they pointed out, no, it's still yeah. just a regular car underneath the I, hologram. I would have loved a page at the end of seeing, you know, when he smashed through, maybe it, it cut, you know, the, the hollow car, and we just saw the actual car crumpled to shit. Yeah. Direct luxury car, yeah. Yeah, that would have been funny, yeah. That would have been a nice beat if they'd done that. Uh, all right, that's Batman 88. Uh, Matt, what are you giving it? I'm going to give this a 6.5. All right, Connor? Yeah, I'm giving it just a 6. It's It's all right. I'll, I'll go on the higher ground then, say a seven. Um, obviously, art's the main thing that kind of drags it down. And it's, I mean, as much as I'm, I'm, I'm saying I enjoyed the story seemingly more than you guys did, I'm not saying it's the best thing ever, but I just I think it's doing a decent enough job of what it's doing. I'm looking forward it's to seeing. Of, it's kind of funny that, that me and Matt are typically the, the, the Tynan guys more so at this yeah. point. Yeah, but my, mine was more tied to the art and some of the story stuff. I just didn't, you know, yeah. Yeah. didn't work. And it makes sense. Pete was way more positive on it than either of us were. Yeah, so uh, we'll move on to Justice League issue 40, Robert Vendetti writing with Doug Mankey on the art. So this is the start of a new run, which on Twitter, and we talked about this last week, Snyder said was set before his run. So the first thing we're going to do here is we're going to count the ways in which this book contradicts that statement. <laughs> oh boy, there's a lot. Uh, yeah. I, just before we actually get to you know, all the, 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 the minutiae of when it might possibly be set, yeah. I just want to say I enjoyed this book. I enjoyed this issue. I like this, and I'm not going to let the timeline ruin that. that I I, th- I thought the 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 issue was fine. I thought it was a perfectly decent issue. I'm not necessarily in love with it. It's just kind if, of okay. If you put out of your mind that this is supposed to take place, if if you just didn't see what Snyder had said and just read this, it still works. I mean, it'd be weird coming after last week's cliffhanger. If this was just, hey, this sure. is a Justice League issue one. You you're reading this in you know five yeah, ten yeah, years yeah. time. Someone goes, right. hey, read this Justice League issue one to start the story right i think this is perfectly good yeah. uh no I, I mean i i think this puts the book back to kind of what it was when hitch was writing it not necessarily in terms of the mm-hmm. actual quality but just in terms of oh it's just kind of a, a fun book that's not really important right now it's just you know it's just yeah. that fun romp of a team book yeah look i can kill it for all of the timeline inconsistencies but Vanity just brought sodom yacht back into my life I can't be mad. Yeah, I knew yeah, yeah. I would love that. So anyway, so, so here's the big thing. Some, there was some I didn't even notice that I read on Twitter after the fact, but uh, the ones that stuck out to me 
that really stuck out is one at one point when they're talking about things and like oh there's magic involved hey wonder woman what can we do about that she says oh the justice league dark is busy right now now correct me if i'm wrong but justice league dark formed at the same time as snyder's run started mm-hmm. it did yes. because it, they spun out of no justice when yeah. they needed yeah. I, I could concede uh, you know, theoretically, mm-hmm. I could concede that the you know the Justice League that formed technically at the end of No Justice, and you know, and then you've got the very beginning of the Justice League, sure. and then and you know, you you can kind of fit it in right there. Small window. Really There's a small window so, there, perhaps. Yes, there is, but I can theoretically do that. It's wonky, mm-hmm. but sure, okay. Um, so it gets worse. Here's the two, here's the two <laughs> big things. The two biggest things by far is Alfred being dead, which even even on its own, there's, a, a, I think, an unclear thing in the panels here, where um, I actually thought Alfred speaking to him in one panel was like an AI. And because the very next page, Superman mentions to someone else that, oh, ever since Alfred died, Bruce has been, you know, on edge or whatever. And I was like, wait, what? And I actually went back and I was like, oh, I guess it's an AI. It was actually Venditti on Twitter that confirmed that that little panel was a flashback moment. And reading that again with that knowledge, because the next the next panel says uh, autopilot engage after, in the flashback panel, Batman said, hey, Alpha, can you take control of the jet? So I can kind of see it there now that you said it, but it's not, I don't think it's clear. I, I think it's a really murky... It wasn't clear. Nah. Because had, had, until you said Venditti went to Twitter, I didn't... I think... In with the knowledge, I think there there is actually some effective coloring that okay instead of all the red tint, it's got this green. Oh, uh, like okay, this is the and, past. I, and to be fair, I did notice the coloring change, but it wasn't clear enough to really tell me what was what it was. Yeah, I could have done with something extra. But I, I with the knowledge, I go okay, I see what this is doing. But I am definitely knocking half a point. Just yeah, for that. but it was a, it was yeah. a weird moment. Uh, but so we have that. So Alfred's dead. So this takes place after the end, or at least towards the end, of City of Bane, right? Hey, Probably after City of Bane, otherwise Batman ain't doing this. Also, in between, what other major thing that just happened? Well, we also have Superman's identity has been revealed. Yeah. And that's already right. happened. And here's the problem, is that these things, especially the, the death of death of Alfred, could, unidentifiably happened after the Doom Sigil appeared in the sky, right? Correct me right. if I'm wrong here. Right. Yeah. Did City we see Bane the Doom happened. Signal in, in the regular Batman book? In that, I think we did. It was the the Garrett's part, yeah, that I got really upset about because it focused on on Bullock, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, so that happened after the Doom Sigil was in the sky. Um, I don't know if it ever appeared in the Superman book, but I mean, even that was just that just happened. That literally just happened. Um, right. so. Like and then there's a couple of other little things like uh, uh, I I don't know the exact timeline here because you guys read core and I didn't but you know John take, you know dropping down as the leader of the Green Lantern Corps like how, where that fits in the timeline. Uh, that was a while ago, admittedly. Yeah, so I, I mean I, I, I don't was, know. That was before Justice League started. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. That's when Venditti was still writing Hellabells. Yeah, but there's uh, some weird. I mean, and the problem is, is that even if you take away the fact that it's supposed to be set before Snyder's run, which it, it totally isn't, because it can't be set after. There's no way it makes sense it's to be set, be set after. Dur- it's got to be set during. I in guess, the, in but the small moments th- in between <laughs> that's their the, big grand adventures. That's, that's the problem, though, is that the book was so se- sequential and having this big ongoing crisis no. level threat the entire time that there is no time for it to slot in. No, there's not, and I am just going to ignore it. Into but, that thing, I'm gonna just go. Joe up, I don't care. But fate, but, but uh, be damned. I'm gonna just read the book. But the final point I need to make here is that not only can it can it not be set before Snyder's run because of when the Doom Sigil has appeared in the sky in these other stories that they're referencing, it has to be 
like during the last like little bit of it <laughs> it has yeah. to be during when yeah. everything's going on which already didn't make sense with all the single books anyway while this was happening in justice league but now it's even worse now it's like there's a second justice league thing happening during all this <laughs> honestly i'm over it already like i'm just like okay fine just i'm just yeah it doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't fit whatever because More. I want to talk about the story. Oh yeah, where... sure. My my, my problem yeah. here isn't isn't the accepting of it. My problem is then why even try and say anything about it? Why even try? Because they and... knew. Because they knew people were going to say where this is going to fit in. So Snyder tried to get ahead of it, and was wrong. My, I, I, yeah, I, and it worth noting that Snyder said that he may have been mistaken. He may not have known right. the exact things. Uh, Joe, what pisses me off? No official word. What pisses me off about this isn't the fact that the that there's little because I, I can buy why there's little things that don't line up when there's all these different writers doing different things. My problem is is that by forcing all the other books to have all these tie-in things, they put themselves in this corner. It was their own stupidity editorially that created this problem, and that's why I'm not going to forgive them for it because they created this intentionally. Do you know why I'm going to forgive them for it? Because it just why? doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm if 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 in a couple of years time when I want to reread a Justice League story, assuming this ends up being a good, you know, really fun Justice League story, I'm going, hey, I'm going to reread that. I'm not going to give a shit what's happening. Well, no, I'm it. not saying specifically for this this particular, but I'm just speaking in a large world sense. The reason why we have such a messy timeline right now is because they did this to themselves. I'll, I'll tell was, you why it doesn't matter. It was I so avoidable. An, a genuine story reason why it doesn't matter. Uh, we're we're, we're going to fix it all with hypertime five G nonsense. In, in a few months, so screw it. Do whatever you want. Uh, no, sure. hold themselves to a better standard than that. Like you can wave it all away if you want, but like I'm not. Like I'll, I'll get past it and talk about the story in a second. But I just think that they did this to themselves. They they made their own bed, and I'm going to pull them off for it. I'm not letting them away with it. They, no, they, just, they 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 know they're wiping it all away, and like within five six months anyway, they're like, yeah. ah, screw it, just which, do whatever. Which we don't is care. fine. It doesn't matter anymore. Which I'm still going to call him for it because no, you should never say it doesn't matter anymore. If you do that, you failed as a as an editor, as a writer. It do, no, it doesn't matter anymore. Is you effectively being lazy, and I'm not Honestly, accepting it. I I think continuity just doesn't matter this much. It's nice when it lines up. It is. It's great. It's fun when things line up. Well, but this is not. But listen, up, listen. The story's good. I don't care. Listen to what I'm saying. I don't mind continuity not lining up. This is creating more continuity problems out of just sheer negligence. Uh, than there needs to be. This is not natural continuity problems. We've always had natural continuity problems. This is going out of their way to make everything ten times worse. Yeah, but it's fun to read. I'm not accepting this hand-waving. Connor just doing this to annoy me and to, to fight you. Because I, really I don't... He is. because I, I just... You can be mad about it and that's fine, but at a certain point you have to move on and just... Like, okay, I, they messed up. I'm on like, to move on, but Connor insists in following up everything I say with, I just don't care. And that's fine, you can not care, but I'm not letting them away with it. They fucked up, and I'm sticking to that. Alright. They chose to do this, yeah. they messed up, and we're having to deal with it because so, of that. So, Sodom Yacht crashes on Earth, and even even John's like, man, where have you been? Also, also actually, why is the Flash a dick in this issue? Why is he out of character? I don't know. Uh, I, to be fair, I felt that's something we're gonna deal okay. with. He's having a he's having a bit of a crisis of, of who he is right now in this book. Right. Yeah, because because he, he he gives Wonder Woman some shit when she calls him out yeah. when he's he hesitated during the film. And actually, yeah. that's why that's why I'm only only lukewarm in this issue. The first chunk of it, the entire fight they have with Yat at the start, feels that it's just there because they wanted to have a big fight. And afterwards, we're yeah. like, because he's basically, oh, I didn't realize it was you guys. We'll just move on now. I'm like, 
So that fight was just there so you could have a fight with everyone, you know, at the start of the issue. Yeah. There, there was no yeah, purpose for it, story-wise. And you have to establish... Well, you have to establish what Daxamites can do for people that don't know, is that they're effectively Kryptonians, um, but with a different weakness. There's a better way of doing it. It, just, it felt so forced to me. It felt so yeah. forced just so they could have a big fight with everyone at the start. So, it wasn't even so, a big fight. It was like three pages. Yeah. Yeah, well, a big fight and that we get to see everyone whip out a power. So, you know, it shows the Flash doing something. It shows the Wonder Woman doing something. It shows everyone doing something. And it just, it felt so forced to me because they, they had to, like, have this moment at the start. And, and, and the way they resolved it, it's like, oh, I didn't realize it was you guys. I was a bit this, out of it. Joe, you know, the amount of times we say that comics should be accessible for new people, this is Baby's First Justice League. It's like, here you go. You don't know Justice League? First five pages, this is who they all are, what they can do. Baby's first chest. Like, yeah, which yeah. is fight. I'm not saying the, the tactic of doing this, but just give them someone else to fight. The way he just said, oh, I was out of it. So, so now we're fine. It just moved on. It just annoyed me. Oh, man. You're taking my Sodomia away. Like, I'm I was sorry. so stoked. I'm sorry. But... I, got to that, I got to that point, and then the, the stuff that he drops about how there's been, you know, he, he left the Green Lantern Corps, became a politician on Daxum. And that he leads the isolationist party, and John's like, "Well, that's that's weird." He's like, "Oh no, I do that for our own good because Daxamite people are kind of suck. Um, <laughs> kind of old dicks." <laughs> yeah, and so it's it's good that we keep it on Daxum because, and then they explained that they share <clears throat> a common ancestor with the Kryptonians, and and that's you know led to yeah. the Eradicator coming to Daxum, yeah. stirring up. A certain group of the, the yeah the, the premise of this basically is that Eradicator because there's no Kryptonians left for him to kind of like mm-hmm. work with he's went to Daxum and created Daxum super soldiers which he's built right. an army of and he's coming to Earth with these right. and that's what they had the cliffhangers at the end it's them arriving right. on Earth um but basically you know and discussing this like okay what other weaknesses do you have uh, Clark is like well magic's usually a bit of a bitch because they're like what do you hate he's like. I try not to hate things. Yeah. Because they mentioned because they mentioned that these Daxum super soldiers have basically taken some treatment to make kryptonite un- unaffect they've, they've, them. They've bred it out of yeah. them genetically. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and that's and that's fine because Daxamites uh, are they're they're vulnerable to lead, and that's yeah. what led to Monel going to the 31st century. But with Sodom Yacht is, I forget what they did, but the Green Lantern ring adjusted. To the to to the elements for him. So like once he had the ring on, it like he could it not. Out. Right, it couldn't. You know, he could be on Earth and deal with the the elements and stuff. So here with these super soldiers, they've been bred it out. So it's essentially an army of Superman with no weakness uh, that we know of, which that justifies the Justice League story, if you ask me. Uh, yeah, yep. I, I have no problem with the core plot. The core plot being Eradicator's got an army of Daxamites that he's sort of turned into his own, like, you know, master race mm-hmm. of Kryptonians, essentially. Uh, and he's going to come to take over Earth. Like, I am fine mm-hmm. with that. I think, I don't like the issue that much, though, because, like I say, the opening felt forced to me. And um, I actually don't think Mankey's art here is up to his usual standard. It was fine. It was giving me uh, old Green Lantern vibes. So, again... It, that tickles my nostalgia bone, yeah. so I'm okay with it. And then there's the weird. That it's, it's not his best work, but yeah. I think it's no. solid. There's no, there's nothing there that I would point out and say, "Oh, that looks bad." And then there's a the weird oh, Alfred yeah. moment as well. So I mean, my, I mean, even though I like kind of what the overall plot is, I, I kind of left this issue feeling very, like, I don't know, like Vendetta for me outside of one or two issues of Freedom Fighters, which I've tried. 
uh, I've always felt kind of, you know, at best lukewarm on. And I, this issue for me kind of continued that trend where I, I left it just kind of being like, it was okay. Um, so I, yeah. I, I, I'm not super enthused about where, you know, the, the quality of this for me going forward. I mean, I'm going to keep reading it for now and see what it's like, but... Um, I, uh, personally, I liked it a lot. I will agree the, the flashback thing was weird. Uh, yeah, That, that could much. have been much clearer. I'm, I'm docking half a point for that one panel alone. Um, because that was just not well handled. Um, things like you know the the opening, I, I like the okay, well just a little introduction. And then oh, it, it's it's someone we know. This is cool. Um, the thing with the the, the flash. Um, while you say oh he was being a dick, I think he was being defensive. I think there's a difference. Diana's like hey yo, something's wrong, and and he doesn't want yeah, to admit well, it. And that was less a critique and more just an observation. That uh, wasn't really docking it for that. Yeah, I'm I'm more intrigued to see what we're doing with that because uh, obviously something's going on in his head um because you know she, he's like oh i hesitate she's like you don't hesitate and he's like well you know shut up uh, he, he doesn't yeah. want to deal with it yet yeah. yeah um so i hate to be the downer but i'm i'm very lukewarm on this issue um yeah, yeah. That, for me this is just kind of like further proof of what i always thought of vendetti to be honest uh Oh, man. And we got we got Xanadu coming in. Uh, yeah, I love yeah. seeing Xanadu. Yeah, Batman goes to see Xanadu and gets a little wrapped up, <laughs> as it were. Which, which that's how he kicked off as Hawkman too. So I'm okay with this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have any particular, you know, liking of Xanadu. I don't really care that she's here. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm honest. I, it's it's no, she I mean, kept away. Like, I don't like. Oh, Xanadu, amazing. Like, yeah. oh, it's always nice to see. It doesn't pop I, often enough. I've never wanted a Xanadu solo series, but when she pops up as a supporting character mm. for whatever mystical abilities. You They're always enjoy it. Fire. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know where Hot Girl was in all, uh, in all of this, but she seemed to be missing just out of the, the, yep. the roster. Um, but it is the roster for Snyder's Justice League, uh, just aside the fact that she's not there, because John's already there. Oh, I guess Martian Manhunter wasn't really there yet either. He's, he's not in this book. Uh, uh, I wonder what's going on there. Uh, uh, maybe that's one of those things where they're trying to pretend it's before Snyder's run. Maybe uh, they join like, at the start of that. That's true. So, I mean, I guess that confirms that it's not just uh, Snyder saying it. That the book technically is trying to pretend that it's set then. But in doing so, it's saying that it's set after all these other things that came much later. Which would be fine, except the Doom Sigil was in all those bloody books. Anyway. Yeah. Timey-wimey. I <sighs> just, like... I'm not asking for everything to be perfect. Hyper time, bro. I don't have to explain shit. I'm not asking for things to be perfect, just to not make it this stupidly, like, wrong. Because <laughs> it is. It's just, it's so far off the mark. Anyway, Matt, what, what are you giving Justice League I'm for? I'm it's a 7.5. Connor? Yeah, 7.5 for me as well. I give it a 6. That was six. I clearly had more problems with some of the things. I I just hated how they threw. Oh, I I was kind of out of it. Oh, that's sorry. Sorry for fighting. I hated that. I hated that explanation. It bugged the shit out of me. And then all the continuity problems. That weird Alfred flashback. Art not being amazing. Just being okay. So six out of ten. Uh, but I do like the Eradicator plot. Uh, you know, for what it is. Uh, so cool. That'll take us on to Young Justice issue thirteen. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis writing with John Timms. Mike Grell, who I didn't know was on this book, but I recognised his art straight away. I was like, is that Mike Grell? Yeah. It's because the guy had a goatee that was very similar to Green Arrow's goatee, and it looked all like his Green Arrow. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we also had Michael Avon Oming on art as well, uh, which sounds messy, but we have 
we have two different like places that separate right. artists, and then the flashbacks of the backstory in one place is the other artist. So they all split up into different things. It still feels a bit really weird because the art is so different, but I don't feel that Oming's art fits guitar. I yeah, I I agree. I didn't like his art because it was so it's... cartoony. Uh, yeah, it's fine for other things, right? He did, he did Powers of Bendis. Mm. He's done other things. It's fine. However, you, I think it was a mistake to put Oming's guitars versus Grell's. So I, I had to do some backstory of stuff that I had to relearn about Warlord. Mm. And that, that was Grell's property. Like He created it. Oh, really? Oh. Um, yeah, so so the, the character here, Warlord, kind of based on him because he was in the Air Force. And and how he ends up there with flying the plane and ending up in, you know, this world between worlds and whatnot. That all came from Grell and his time in the Air Force, which was just pretty cool. Um, and then it kind of becomes like a Conan, John Carter of Mars kind of deal. Interesting. Because um, I, yeah. I, I thought Grell's art suited the Warlord stuff much better. And you telling me that, that makes it make sense, that it suits yep. it much better. Yep. Um, so... Uh, and obviously, uh, Tim's is still great on the regular Young Justice stuff. That's when all the other characters oh, are there. He, so good. That stuff looks really good. Uh, yeah. So basically, this is uh, Superboy just meeting up with Warlord, getting the backstory of like how Warlord came here, and they fight some lizard people. Uh, and Warlord's oh, yeah. like, "Hey, you may be stuck here, but that's not so bad. You know, I've I've, I've, I've I, turned out okay. I've made the best of it. Look at me." And Connor looks at him and like, "Yeah, but I don't want to be you." And it was kind of. It cracked me up because what he was describing is what Connor did in Gemworld. Yeah. He's like, yeah, found someone and had a family and now I'm living life and I'm happy. And Connor's like, yeah, but I want my other life. And he's, he's still tied to that. And yeah. He's, I, he's, know, he's super emo right now. This issue is very set up because it is just kind of like th- this stuff and then the set up of the other Jung Justice sort of saying, okay, we have to go to the where this main Star Labs is. We have to go and like figure things out. And they form a plan. There's some banter. Uh, you know, Jenny's trunks reacting and making everything else and the, the area react. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the big the big cliffhanger is that yeah, we need more backup. And, you know, uh, Bart races ahead to the city and we see in the last page who this backup is. And it's Steph Sideways, <laughs> uh, Aqualad, and uh, is she going by Red Arrow? Or she, what's she going by? I don't know, but that's not... It's not Mia. Emmy. Or, yeah, it's, it's not... Sorry, yeah. Uh, Emmy. Uh, Last uh, I checked, um, Emmy wasn't a blonde girl. No, is this... Maybe it is Mia. Is this, is this Mia? Mia Jordan, who was speedy. Yeah, is, is Mia in this continent? I don't know. <laughs> I'm we, confused. This is the first I this is the first I've seen of her. I will say I like that Sideways is there. That was a nice little touch. Me too. I, I saw that and went, oh man, all right. So in between all of the different uh heroes, teen heroes with Naomi and the Dial H kids and the Wonder Twins, now you have these other ones too, and it's starting to feel this is what Young Justice was with the big cast back in the day. Yeah. Um and yeah, they're gonna go take down Star Labs. So yeah, because that's what this book needs is more people talking. But no, I mean honestly, I got this super... one wasn't as bad as the last one. No, it wasn't. It oh, wasn't overstuffed. Okay. Um, I like them all joking as well about the stuff because some of them are in the invisible jet that the Wonder Twins stole. Some of them yeah. are in the truck with uh with Jenny, uh, which has been flown flown by Teen Lantern. Uh, so you know they're, they're basically all bunched up together uh, in these two things flying to the the, the location. Uh, but obviously I'm potting for Steph. Obviously, I'm potting of for course. Steph because 
she's, she's and great. I got I got stupidly excited for Sideways. Yeah, because well, yeah, part of us thought that he might just never show up again. He could, he could just, <laughs> he could just like vanish now because honestly, the push right. for all those characters has kind of died down. Uh, but I'm yep. glad that him and Silencer have been popping up. And even though I've not been reading, uh, oh, what was Silencer in recently that I've not been reading? And I was, oh, hey, it's cool that she's in there. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I bet that's going to bug me. But she was in something recently that I've not been reading. I just saw that she was in. Maybe it was Detective mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, but I was like, oh, I'm glad that these characters are still popping up. And we said, you know, when Sideways Fish, well, maybe he can pop up in a Teen t- Titan series of some kind. And yep. I think this is this is uh, neat that he's popping up here. I'm glad that he's been included. Uh, mm-hmm. That's really cool. Uh, but then, yeah, it was mostly a setup issue, but I enjoyed all the dialogue and I liked uh, uh, the backstory stuff. It was maybe a little bit too much backstory for Warlord, but... Yeah, but any chance I feel like Bendis could have him draw some some pinups of the Warlord world, mm-hmm. I feel like that's okay. Yeah, uh, or maybe Grell wanted to do it here, and he's like, "Oh, you're using Warlord? Um, cool. Here's here's some pinups that I drew." So, but no, that's good. A basic issue. Um, a lot less talky than the last one. Um, Emo Connor, I thought was a nice touch because he's just he's at it. You know, he just wants to get back. Yeah. So I, I understood where it was coming from and him bouncing off of, of Warlord. I forget his name because he looks so much like Oliver Queen. He does. Um, Honestly, when the goatee comes yeah. in, because when he first lands in the, you know, in a, oh, what's the place called? Ah. Skatarus. Skatarus, thank you. Uh, he's not got the beard yet, but that grows in over time. Yeah. Uh, it is like, man, he looks like Oliver Queen here. <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Travis Morgan. There you go. Uh, also, I'm, I'm, I don't think I don't see Connor tweeting, uh, teasing that I get wound up during the Justice League review. I see, I see it. I'm, I'm, I'm just posting the memes that the people deserve. Oh, those memes? I don't even see. I just saw oh, the notification. Oh, oh, it's memes. There's, there's a, there's a picture attached. Hold on a second. I need to see this. <laughs> Is that a Star there's, Wars meme? I'm not happy about this. How dare you? How dare you use a Star Wars meme in in relation to me? You sniveling little ginger piece of shit! How dare you? It's glorious. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just all for memes right now, and I feel like we don't have enough memes going on, and I just, I'm just going to create as many random stupid ones were, as possible. And, and I, see Matt, I see Matt liking it as well. I see all this happening. I, 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 Joe, I haven't even got the notification of Matt liking it yet. I didn't like it. I liked something else, but I really Tyler liked it. Tyler liked it, it already. I, Thank yeah. you, Tyler. <sighs> it was... Um, no, I, I got news for... The Golden Knights that just popped up, and I'm confused as to why. So <laughs> Matt, that's that we did 90 about. minutes of questions. You don't have to talk about sports. Your threat is not needed. <laughs> Bring it up. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. Um, anyway. anyway. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, Young just was a setup issue, but it was a fun setup issue, and I'm looking yeah. forward to more. So uh, I would give this a happy 7 out of 10, Matt. Well, I don't know about you. I'm going to give this an 8. Uh, sure. Mainly for the Mike Grill art. It was nice to have. So, and I enjoyed it. Awesome. We'll move on then. We'll move on uh, to Lois Lane number eight. Greg Rucker writing with Mike Perkins on the art. And I, I, I kind of loved how this started off with the Skull Lady, whatever she's called, attacking them. Yep. Kiss off. of Death. Kiss of Death, yeah. Because it, yeah. it starts and they're, they're down, like there's been like, a, like an explosion at the door. And like they're, they're fighting her off, and Rennie's like fighting and all the yeah. rest of it uh, i dug all that and then i love that all the firefighters and police are hanging around and they're like waiting like hoping that superman will show up and yeah. okay i'm still unclear though i, I will critique it a little bit yeah. does everyone know who clark is now in this this book because they, they didn't last issue 
I don't no. think so. I think they're all just like, hey, Superman's here. Yeah, because they're all Chicago, too. So it's not like they're not yeah. Metropolis where they're used to seeing him. And they so, know that Superman and Lois have a thing. That's been going yeah. on for a while. Well, it's worth mentioning that they're, they're waiting around hoping he'll show up. They don't know he's there yet. They're hoping he's going to show up. Um, but they uh, know that something's gone on in Lois Lane's room, and oh, yeah. maybe that'll mean Superman. Yep. Yeah, so so you know, like, I, I liked all that stuff, and Lois, like you know, talks to him and says, "No, let us take care of this. We'll do it on our own." Is like fine, but by the way, there is like forty cops out there who are kind of hoping you'll Can, they'll show up. Do 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 your Superman thing. Yeah, he goes out and you know? takes some selfies. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So no, I, I liked all that stuff. Um, you know, it's not a surprise that Ruck is writing a really consistently engaging book for me, but he really is, and I, I kind of forget how much I enjoy this book when it's not here. Because uh, it has gotten better, and I'm digging this uh, kiss of death character, and obviously yeah. the, you know, they're going to go go after her. So apparently, the speculators started coming after this book this week. So I know at my shop, my guy, you know, even though it's on yeah, my list, he's like, I made sure that. you got one because we've had people come in requesting it. Huh? Um, Which is weird because the first appearance of kiss of death was last issue, technically. No, I think uh, right. there's there's people the uh, yeah the the buzz is this because of this Jessica Knight. Um, okay. Which, yeah, she was in checkmate. checkmate. Right? Yeah, yeah, so she's not. She's For not whatever new. reason, they think it's a new version, and they're like, "Oh, maybe it's a new character entirely." That's what people seem to be talking about yeah. online. I'm, okay. I'm a little confused. And by to it those as well. people, to you speculators, just go back and get one through seven as well while you're at it. Cause yeah, <laughs> it's a fantastic book. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, the fighting stuff's really good. I love all of the dark shadows and the, the green smoke yep. and all I, that stuff. I like it when it's in the shadows and the dark. I think that very first like page. You know, like the big, uh, the big, uh, like title page of Kiss of Death stood there. It looks a bit funny. Um, sure, yeah, she's got weird proportions. It's, it's going for this kind of like almost uh, as if a camera was on the floor looking up at someone, so she looks really tall. Yeah, and it's the same with the two page uh, fight layouts where there's just the odd one or two little bits where I'm like, yeah, that one doesn't look as good. Um, I think, you know, uh, Perkins are when he, when he can hide some of the stuff in the shadows that is not his strongest stuff. Mm. looks fantastic yeah it's worth mentioning lois shoots her on the shoulder and they find her secret surveillance room uh, and I, I love all this stuff this is kind of what i love about the, the thriller stuff that uh, ruck is doing here is just like them find this dark room filled with like computer screens and you know audio equipment and just all that sort of stuff um but uh what is what does renee stick in her back waist part what uh, is that it's nunchucks she was using them in the previous fight oh that's what that is okay yeah. so there, there's where we see some of the the perkins art yeah that makes more, much more sense now yeah. Yeah. I was like, it by looked the, like she had found something by the way can i just say that chicago police officers look a, a lot like british police officers because i actually thought those were british cops at a glance until uh, i saw until i saw chicago yeah. on the badge because the hats and the, the the sort of dark vest over the the light shirts is very british it is yeah I get um, where you're going with that. I mean, there's one on the left. Yeah, it's like look. a, it's got a jacket that's more American. But the all these ones on the right are all very British looking. Mm. I'm looking at pictures just to see because maybe. Is, is, do you know what it is? It's, it's the checkered uh, thing around the no, hat. That's. It is no. That's Chicago police though. Do, do you know that's I fair. Doubt, I mean, yeah. Because uh, I didn't doubt it uh, <clears throat> when when people said this. Because at the end of this, we see a, a Birmingham airport in the UK, right. and I've been to that airport a lot of times. And immediately, even before I saw what it was, I was like, oh, I recognize this building. Like, immediately. Uh, um, so I, uh, I don't doubt that he referenced the Chicago police as well. Oh, yeah. No, I wasn't necessarily questioning the, 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 the validity of this. It, was just, yeah. it, it just so happens well, that Chicago police uniforms are very British looking. 
I didn't I didn't think about that until you'd mentioned it. So, yeah. so I, I quick search so that yeah, they wear vests like that and then the hats do have checkers yeah. on them. Because if you think of like hot fuzz, this is what they look like in hot yeah. fuzz more yeah. or less. So um Oh, just a funny little coincidence because typically there is a little bit of a difference if you think of uh, American cops and other cities. Um, so yeah, and they're all excited to meet Superman, and it's that's what it is. Uh, so no, I like that scene, and then there's the big scene at the end, of course, where we go to Jessica Knight, who's who's knocked out a nun and stolen her outfit to escape right. the uh, the hospital she's in. Uh, so does that make her sister Knight? I guess it kind of does. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's my first. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Uh, they also go and look, they're looking at the uh, neighborhood where the original maid, you know, who worked in the hotel, because uh, she stopped showing up for work. And I, I think that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I, I felt like they were implying that she was deported. That, uh, yeah, they I were, want, I want yeah. to she death. call out the art a little bit here, because, <laughs> you know, you know they like, oh, look around. You know, they got raided, and I'm like, we're looking around in the art it's hard to see that yeah like sure. it's hard to see I, i'm getting it from context of the dialogue but you know, getting... she's saying look around like no look 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 where we are um, and i'm like i'm not seeing it i'm also thinking though that it's because the neighborhood's emptier because mm -hmm. it looks sparse now yeah so yeah because i'm not exactly sure what you're looking for in that context so i, I think it is just how empty it is and maybe also the ethnicity of the people walking around i think it's yeah, yeah. like the page because i went back and looked at the page before and there's a panel of like you know there's a couple of them that looking down like trying to mind their own business a couple of people like that um but i don't know i feel like after that panel of you know look around rather than just showing another close-up of their faces maybe show us what they're looking at yeah, yeah. On the subject, though, there's a, like, at the top of that page, uh, there's a close-up of Renee's face that is actually one of the best panels of the whole book. It's just a yeah. good detailed page, which she's sort of looking over at the side, uh, yeah. in the middle at the top. It just looks really good. Uh, and then that's when we get to the uh, the Royal uh, Wolverhampton in England, uh, which is the name of the place she's at. Um, well, the, the Royal in Wolverhampton. Right. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that's a thing. Royal, there's a period. Yeah, I've never heard of this place. I'm, I'm just going with the text. What, what is it, either, Connor? But, uh, no, I don't know the specific place, but, you know, I know gotcha. Wolverhampton. I've been there a few times. I have never been Wolverhampton. It's, and... it's a I know, don't worry about it. <laughs> I, know, well, I know their soccer team has cool-looking uniforms. Yeah, I, 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 went to a, I went to a few gigs there in my, in my younger days. Because it was accessible by train uh, pretty easily. Yeah, mm. okay. Some great yeah. grungy little bars for gigs. I'll give it that. Yeah, so she escapes and we actually end with the airport where she's going into the airport and showing her, her passport to, to get out, to leave and go somewhere. Where's she going? Chicago, yeah. for the sounds of it. Yeah. Uh, which is where Lois is, finally enough. So things are going to come together. All yeah, I just want to know why the, why the character name changed. If this is supposed to be Jessica Midnight, why is it now Jessica Knight? Because um, for all intents and purposes, that's what it seems like. like it's it, midnight. It seems to be the same, yeah. I think that's what's getting the speculators on. It's just like, oh, maybe this right. is a new character, even though we're all like, not really. Hey, maybe our yeah. middle name is Med. <laughs> like, like big as Barda's first name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just imagine the doctor's office. Uh, Barda, comma big. <laughs> Barda, comma big. Just... I'm just trying to think what 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 n names in the middle could even begin with it to see if you show like Midge. Uh, I don't know, something like Midi or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, you, go. You, you can get mid from that. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe 
Maybe she'll. Maybe when she hits forty, she'll change it to midnight because she's older. <laughs> <laughs> it's not night anymore. It's now midnight. Is, is this the definition of midlife crisis? Yes. Yes. And then when she's past her midlife crisis, she'll change it to uh, I don't know, dawn. She'll change her last name entirely to dawn. Gonna be dusk. I mean, no, dusk becomes before night, you tit. It does, but I feel like you want to end it at that point. You don't want to end your life with oh dawn. That's because dawn is inherently the start. Unless you're Benjamin Button. Well, it's, 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 it's a hopeful thing. It's a new dawn. Because the whole point is that after your midlife crisis, you're not fearing death anymore because you're like, okay, you've accepted this so you can go into the next part of your phase, next phase of your life. Is that what that means? By midlife crisis to me, I was like, you can't handle getting older. No, after, you know you feel better? After Find the midlife... Car. No, after... During the midlife crisis, you're fearing death and you're miserable. After the midlife, when you've gotten over it, you accept things are coming so you, you're in your new phase. Start of a new day. I can't wait to get my midlife crisis I'm by so much bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you buy so much bullshit anyway yeah, can you imagine, that's, that's can you imagine how, how much know. worse it's gonna be <laughs> earlier in the show this is how you know Matt's not in his midlife crisis is that he resisted buying some Ahsoka uh, lightsabers this weekend yep. mm-hmm. if he wasn't wife, they'd have been bought if yes. my wife wasn't there I definitely would have bought them yeah. <laughs> uh, she gave me a look and that look said you don't need them don't you dare uh, is the look so I bought another crystal for my uh, lightsaber. So now I have a yellow one to go with the blue. Screw you. Yep. What are you rating Lois uh, Lane, Matt? I'm giving this an 8.5 because despite some some dodgy art, the story is really there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm loving everything Ruck is doing. I hope he sticks around DC somewhere because I like having uh, him and the, the writer quiver. Yeah. Uh, Connor? Yeah, I, uh, I realise the shoot. I'm giving it a 7.5. Um, you know, nothing a little bit off for just a couple of bits here where there with the art. And uh, like I said, that point where I felt like we could have used a different perspective of what we were looking at in the art entirely. Yeah, I'm going to give it an 8. Um, I, even though I agree, there's, uh, Perkins always has the odd, like, weird face. But mm-hmm. there's something about his art overall that really works for me. Like, the tone of it and the mood always just seems to click with me. So even when it does get a bit wonky here or there, it always feels like it fits what's going on. So I just kind of go with it. No, I agree with that. I think I'm more calling it for that bit with the, you know, looking around and mm. I feel like it was a bit unclear in what it was actually showing. Because I love when, when Perkins was doing Green Lanterns for an arc. I, I loved it then too. Uh, I felt like it really fit the space stuff. So, yeah. uh, alright, there you go. That's uh, Lois Lane. That'll take us on to Joker Harley Criminal Sanity issue 3 with Cami Garcia writing, Jason Bador and uh, Miko Suen on the art. Uh, so this is the artist change officially for the the, yep. co- the the coloured part of the book. And what's interesting is I'm pretty sure it's the same colourless because the colour has the same pop to it that it had before. But, yes, the, it does. but the line work does not have that like traced photo real that, element that it did right, before. That sheen. Do it's it. uh, it's better. Uh, it, yeah, I'd, I'd agree it's better. Uh, I mean, if the whole point of that was to show the different styles in past and present mm-hmm. this art seems to match the black and white art a little bit better oh, yeah. so it doesn't you don't get that almost whiplash effect i had yeah. the first two it's not quite as jarring but it's still very distinctly no. different because of the color yeah although yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's I, what I mean but it's yeah. i don't know where we fell in this last i remember as the bait because there was like one scene i was confused about because i wasn't sure if it was in the past or the because it, it, it felt like it was a present day scene but it happened to be in color and then this book i think does the same thing again but for the most part it's clearly flashbacks are in color present day stuff is in black and white but there's one like page that's in color that i felt like it's, that feels like it should be present day I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going on. Um, so anyway, we'll, we'll look at the book here because uh, 
Uh, you know, and I'm still digging this book. I'm digging that this is such a weird, different take on Joker and Harley. This is the beauty of an else world where you can just. It's it's really interesting opening on you know Joker developing these pictures in in a dark room, like a, a makeshift dark room at that. And, and this is the thing. This is this is present day because this is the photos that show up uh, in <coughs> the crime scene in this issue. So I mean, but okay. It's still taking in the past because this is before. I mean, what we've seen. Uh, technically, like a lot, but it, but, but it's... yeah, I think it's more just oh no, this is Joker's stuff, and that's what he's doing in in that is the color, but also the past because we got some of Harley's past stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, in its defense, but I do all... feel the coloring is a little bit different from their stuff. You yeah, know, but the... there's also Joker stuff in this issue that is black and white, it's just his face that's in colour, which I thought would meant that, okay, the, the present day stuff with Joker should be black and white, but just his face has got the colour on it. I could see that. Because that does happen in this issue, because obviously... You know, I think ha- it's it's in relation to Harley's case, though. It's in relation to her present right. day stuff. It's her, pe- it's her point of view. Okay. Right? And he just happens to intrude a little so bit and bring he- a touch of that colour with him. So when he's mm-hmm. on his own, it's in colour because it's Joker. Okay. All right, yeah. okay. I can get behind that. That kind of fits with everything he does. It fits with what happened in the last issue as well that confused me. Um, so she, she's look, you know, looking at the past of this, this, this you know, Joker teenager character, um, John Kelly. And we get a lot more of his time in high school in this issue and hearing about what he was like, uh, how he was going to get a scholarship. He, he tested perfectly. Uh, and a big thing in this issue is he's in art class and he's, he gets explained to him that, like, you know, whatever you love to do and you're passionate about becomes your art. It's your art. Yeah. I was like, no! Uh, and and to be fair, by the end of the issue, it does feel like his crime scenes are his art. It's like, no, no, this mm-hmm. is my art. This is, you know, he's literally making art no, out of the bodies. Yeah, but he's ripping off other people. Sure. Like, it his yeah. original art. So. Yeah. Also, is it possible in the US to get 105% on a test? I mean, how does how that work? Yeah, that, that bugged the hell yeah. out of me. Yeah, with, with you know, some teachers will throw an extra bonus question, right? And, and it's there for <laughs> other people to try to... No, it's bullshit. Yeah, but so so you tell me... What is, but if, if, if you... Let's say everyone answers that. So even if you don't do that well on the main test, but you get the bonus question right, does that still add to your percentage? It does. And it's about 100% still, isn't it? But yeah, but that, that that just means that it's a that's part of the hundred then. It, it basically, if it was thirty questions plus oh. the bonus one, and he got all thirty-one right, then right. it's still just thirty-one out of thirty-one. It's a hundred percent. Well, no, it's it's, it's thirty-one out of thirty, therefore hundred five percent. Like that oh. that question doesn't count against. If, if, if you, only you get got points if you get it right, you don't lose points if you get it wrong. Okay, that's... but here's so... the thing: if you got twenty-nine out of the thirty right. Mm-hmm. And then you got the bonus one. You got thirty out of thirty. You got hundred percent, even though you got a question wrong. That's bullshit. Right. Yeah. No, because then if if you get it wrong and you get the one wrong and that one wrong, you still only got twenty nine out of thirty. You're not being the thirty one isn't factoring into the no, but, the but last, if but unless you get it right. But the thing is, so if you get the, that thirty first one right, that bonus uh-huh. one right, but you got one wrong, it's still going to come out saying a hundred percent. Implying you got everything right. <laughs> right, because when they enter it into the grade book, you still got a hundred percent. This is bullshit. Right? This, this is, is this is this next is, level bullshit. Yeah, this is this is basically well, just saying, hey, there's a safety <laughs> net, you can get one wrong and still get a hundred. <laughs> right. And that shows that he he went above and beyond. That's what that 105 is to show. I'm not like, critiquing the book. I'm critiquing the American school system for this bullshit. Right. <laughs> the idea that you can get one wrong and still on your record say you got 100% Look, is just 
pure bullshit. Look, when I graduated, we only got extra credit points for for honors classes. Well, I took a bunch of AP. The year after I graduated, they reweighted it. So if you took more AP classes, those weighted more. So those classes I got an A in, right? When I graduated, I would have graduated with like a 4.5 instead of a 4.0. Extra right? credit is not a thing here. Well, like you, you get graded on your your I don't official know submissions, and that is it. I don't know what to tell you because it's a thing here. Yeah, we, so, we, I mean, we don't have a credit system at all. We don't have this thing where you have to reach a total to like graduate and like that. No, yeah. no, but like, yeah. there's nothing you can do to go. Oh well, I'll do this extra to bump up my grade. There's, there's nothing yeah. like that. No, just, no. Well, most and most teachers don't offer it, but the ones that do, it's usually there to, you know, because you want the bell curve, right? Where to you incentivize have... bullshit. Yeah. So, well, that's to make them look like they're better teachers too, right? If you have more kids because you're giving that extra credit, you know. Here's, here's this uh, notorious. This is a radical idea, Matt. But the good teachers uh, here do that by just being good teachers and making sure people yeah, pass oh. the damn tests. And that's why we're like, you know, <laughs> that, that's why the state I live in is fifty-one out of fifty. So you know, it, it it's bad. Eek, eek. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so he gets this test result, and the girl behind him gets like fifty-nine percent, and she's like, "Hey, can you tutor me?" And, he, you know, he's properly acting like a, a psychopath at this point in the way he kind of, like, thinks. Because we get, we get his thoughts, we get his narration as this is going on. And, he, you know, he's, he's like, oh, she could be useful. And he's like, uh, he's like, please shut up. Oh, wait, tears, empathy required. Darwin, maybe? Wait. Like, you know, he's, he's sort of processing, like, what she's saying to uh-huh. him in, like, these really weird psychopath ways. Yeah, he's... Yeah. How has this guy not been caught already? I know, he's, he's so obvious. Um, and she, uh, Harley in present day is looking for the, the medical reports that were missing a page and the guy who did the reports years ago for the first victim, the dad, is like, well, all those were lost in a fire, but I do have some old tapes where I, I, you know, I said everything as I was doing it and he gives her the box of tapes, but they're not labelled, so she's going to be looking through those. Yeah, and, and she is aware that, hey, the thing was missing and then these conveniently burnt down in a fire? Huh, that's suspicious. Yeah. Uh, and it's the next page, this is what I was talking about with Joker, where it's in black and white, and she feels she's being watched, and we see him kind of in the bushes, but his red and his green are... I mean, they're, they're muted, don't get me wrong, but they're, they're definitely there, even though everything else is black and white. Yeah, I think this is because this is still her section, this is part of her investigation, because even sure. the following page, where it's her, him mailing the mm. uh, the pictures in, that's part of her investigation. That's why it's still black and white. Even though I, I she's not there. I don't know. Her, him mailing the photos, I would argue, it should be in full colour because him developing the photos was in full colour. So it's him on his own doing parts of his plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think this is just so it's not whiplash in the, you know... Because this has a really nice transition where it's sure. full black and white and then we've got just him a little bit and then we're back into colour again for the next bit. Uh, I think it's got a real nice transition to it. Yeah. So he's, you know... Uh, we get we get some flashbacks for Harley basically after this, where her mother is a completely abusive, you know, person. Oh, this, this bothered me, like, as it was supposed to. Yeah. Like, yeah not, not in the way the test bothered me and Pete. No, this, no, is, this, this is proper distressing, because her mother's, like, yeah, smashing yeah. her face in a plate of food because she's not wanting to eat it. Well, not just that, the, you're going to eat it, she's like, well, I don't like steak. Well, then you're going to sit there, and then she sits there for a day and a half. It's not and that then, she doesn't like it, she's just full. She doesn't, doesn't want to eat any. She doesn't want it. Yeah. Right. And so... But you know, you're gonna sit there and you're gonna eat it, and then and then oh well, dad's coming home. Go up and clean yourself up, you little shit. Yeah, and I was but like, this is well, like two days later. She's been sat there right. since you know it's it's starts on Friday 
Friday yeah. evening, yeah. and it gets so Sunday. to Sunday afternoon. And and she's like, "Well, I have to go to the bathroom. We'll go right there." And I was like, "Well, mom, you're making, you're making, you're making." No. Well, like, Matt, say that again. You make that some weird <laughs> thing. <laughs> you're making, you're making, you're making. Yeah, you're making it even worse, right? By by making her pee herself or whatever, because you don't want her to get up because she didn't eat. Like, what are you trying to reinforce? Yeah, and it gets to the end of it though, and she's like, "Yeah, but I won," and she smiles right. to herself, like she's like, "Oh, that was worth Which... it. It was worth the humiliation and the suffering because she won." Right, which when I end arguments with my dad, my wife is like, why'd you do that? I was like, well, because I want to win. <laughs> She's like, yeah, but you understand that it's only going to make you put, get you in a pissed off mood. It's like, yeah, but he knows I beat him. That's And I and, have to break and, out th- of th- that. This is the point, if, if this is a TV show uh, that's uh, narrated where the narrator says, and years later in court, during the divorce, yeah. Matt proudly stood there losing everything that he owns uh, because his wife has taken everything and he's just standing there and goes, yeah, but I won that argument. <laughs> here's the difference, though. I like to, because of my somewhat dysfunctional relationship with my dad, who I love and whatnot. Um, he's very hard to get along with, and I know how to wind him up to the point where he's easy to to, to have arguments with and, mm. and win. Versus my wife, who I love very, very much. I hate to argue with her, which again, the Ahsoka lightsabers was. Yeah, you're right. I don't need to spend the two hundred dollars. You're just like. I'm not getting involved with that argument. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and there are times where, yes, I want to win, right? And that's what I have to work on to be a better human is you don't always have to win. You've got to be able to walk away. Right? It's on the list. Uh, Matt, there's, there's a big list I've got for Matt on that, in that regard. <laughs> it's basically, does Pete do it? Yes, don't do it. That's <gasps> how you be a better human. How dare you? How dare you? I'm a role model. You're a robot. Role models enjoyed this issue of Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> I like Matt's joke better. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so uh, Harley's looking through the tape. She's not finding anything. Well, because um, they're, they're all unlabeled. Yeah, she's going to have to sit and listen to them all, yeah. yeah. Uh, and she goes to Garden because Garden phones her and they got photos in the mail or whatever. And she... She, there's a lot of thing here but she's like, oh, I was trained to look at photographs differently to no- to notice things in a different order yeah. um, and they figure out a place where this pillar in the background might have been from this victim and uh, basically he's recreated this, this this statue with drawers in it out of the dead body of his uh, his yeah, victim which is a which is a dolly which we brought up in the last issue that, that mm. the melting mm. clock from the previous crime scene looked like a dolly yeah and this was this was a confirmation and yeah. she, this is based off his his Venus and she, she and she connects yeah. that. Uh, obviously, she says, "Does this look familiar?" And you know all that. And I, I appreciated them holding up the phone with the original next to it. It kind of really yep. gave an idea of just how close it was. Yep. Um, yeah, the idea that okay, the person and their face is different, but the rest of it, yeah, they did a this, pretty good job. This was the lady on the park bench, right? And I th- the yeah, I, I would, I would say so. Yeah. So that's really good. And then she looks and said, "What are the drawers?" And there's a key, a handcuff key. Uh, yeah which is going into so uh you know so like all that stuff was great she gives this big speech at the end about uh the type of perp they're after and try to give a profile um and that's kind of the end of the issue so much like the first issue it kind of has a bit of an unending in terms of there's not much of a cliffhanger going into the next one but that aside i enjoyed this yeah i really appreciate having the uh the uh the, the case file there at the end of you know here's everything we know Yes, I skimmed uh, it. I didn't want to necessarily read the whole thing, but I was like, okay, this yeah, is a fun I little... I skimmed it as well. It's a fun bonus thing. I read thing. it all because I'm a sad prick, but, I, but what I like about it, though, is that the, the key information she said already, so you, you so you know what you need to know anyway from just from reading the book, but it's a nice bonus to have if you want to 
you know, go in deep. Yeah, yeah. There's some like nice little touches in there, like uh, pays careful attention to his appearance, which uh, to his appearance, which might be unconventional. Mm. Like, okay, yeah, she's getting there. Yeah, no, I liked it. Um, so, no, I'm I'm digging. I mean, we keep saying it's the it's the, the David Fincher Joker Harley book, yeah. but it's it is what it is, and um, you know, yeah, I'm liking it. I'm liking the uh the, this direction uh, of it. And this it's, felt it's really enjoyable, isn't it? And this felt better coming much quicker after the first, you know, after the second issue versus the first to the second. Yeah, yeah. I think it's still bi monthly, so it'll still be two months till the next one. Yeah, but um, it was like three months between one and two, so. It, yeah, I, I, you definitely didn't feel it as much this time. No, I could. I felt like I remembered it quite well this time. Whereas when we started issue two, I was oh god, what happened in the first one again? I need to give it a skim. Yeah. Uh. So. No, really, really good. Uh, black label stuff continues to uh, pay off. I can't believe this is like nine issues. This is, yeah, yeah. It's kind of dense in terms of yeah. page count and and you know how long it is, but it, it flows so well. Yeah, uh, Matt, what are you giving uh, Criminal Sanity issue three? I'm mean, gonna give this one a, a solid eight. Connor, yeah, eight from me too. I uh, I will concur with the eight. Eight out of ten. There you go. It's all around. Uh, and now takes us to the last book of the week, which is Daphne Byrne issue to the second issue of the fourth Hill House series. The fifth one's coming soon because Plunge is starting soon, which is also by Joe Hill, uh, who does Basketful of Heads. But uh, this is the one that we weren't so keen on, uh, you know, compared to the others with issue one. We were kind of lukewarm on it. Uh, but we all went to come back and try issue two and see see if it got better, see if, how we felt about it afterwards. Um, I, th- I think we're all still lukewarm, basically. Yeah, this I'm is a... I, I did. I mentioned something earlier. I do not remember the first issue. Like I told, like, uh, usually, mm. yeah, I read a lot of comics. We all do, and I'll I'll take maybe oh I'll read a first like two, page or two, and it'll come back to me what happened before. Uh, this one I have vague memories of going down into a crypt at yeah, the that, end, it was a dream. I remember it being a dream at the end, and I remember our mother going to the the the, the fortune teller or the psychic to you know See, talk I didn't to the dead that husband at all until you've just said that. Um, like, I, I just don't have any recollection of that first issue in any detail that is meaningful enough to advance the story. Yeah, this issue has like a ghost who's following Daphne around and kind of like, you know, helping her with the bullies and like telling her to look at these books in the library or, or not even telling her to do that, but it's kind of like nagging her while she's doing it. Uh, and she's like looking into these different things. She gets her, she got a period when she was, like, and I think we knew that last issue as well. I feel like that was something we knew. That was maybe at the end. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they and, were hinting at it. This confirmed it. Yeah. And, and we got to see this old age uh a maxi pad device <laughs> it was it was like a strap that you attach like a a, a napkin to on, like, so that it hangs i, I don't know it was weird hey, aka anyone that has a fondness for times gone by just show them this page and go hey modern times are pretty cool yeah 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 well, w- women's sanitary products have advanced a little bit since then yes. uh so but anyway uh and you know it's so it's got this ghost talking to her and it's like you know is it malevolent is it what does it want exactly um and the mother kind of meets a new guy who might you know be the start of a romantic interest because the fortune teller just told her she has to do that she has to be with someone to protect from the coming evils um yeah yeah i'm out too i mean i I don't have to yell it in the first five seconds like matt seems to always want to do i'm out yeah i can't Matt has yeah. no nuance. Matt, Matt never builds up to it. I, I love to set up where I'm going and sort of get there and sort of pay off a little story. No, if if I'm a fighter, I like to end it in the first five seconds. I ain't, I ain't, he goes I ain't got for that knockout blow on, on the first it, that's it. It's not a if fight! I don't, if, I don't, if I don't get it, that's it. 
<laughs> like, uh, so we have to tell um, us tell a story with your with your opinion, I, Matt. Tell a story. Here's the thing, though. The issue isn't bad. It's fine. Yeah, I it's don't just, hate it. There's yeah, and honestly, it. it's a very quick read. Like I, because I, I read young. I, I was rendering a, a video for YouTube. I was doing the, the, the today's Picard review. And it was while I was rendering that I put the render on and, you know, while it's rendering, you know, in this case, it took about 15 minutes. And I said, I'll, I'll read a comic, right? And I, I read Young Justice, which I thought might be a long read because the last one was. And I actually ended up finishing Daphne Byrne as well before the render finished because it read that quickly. Mm. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was fine. I, 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 I think... I found myself not caring about anything. Like I said, I don't remember anything from the first issue. So it didn't feel like part of a story. It just I felt like an issue of something. I don't think Kelly Jones' art makes it sing. Like, I think the story would be fine. See, if this was paired with like a knockout artist, I think it may actually be... Because I think the atmosphere of really good art would would make it a lot more engrossing. Yeah, uh, with- in, in our group. Um, but yeah, I just... It's... it's The story was moving a little bit too slow, and I'm not a fan of the art. So, um, yeah, it's the weird... They gave me the creeps. So if that was the the, sure, the yeah. objective, it knocked it out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not the worst thing ever. And you know, honestly, three out of four of these Hell House books ain't bad. Like you know, no? th- three of them have been very good. I'm pretty confident on the fifth one. Yeah, because it's Joe Hill again. So yeah, I'm feeling pretty confident as well. Uh, unfortunately, the adaptation of his little comic Lock and Key on Netflix is not that good. But yeah. oh no, yeah, it's it's fine first episode was not particularly hot i have to say uh so that's kind of sucks but uh you know it is what it is uh so yeah we're dropping daphne burn issue two or we're dropping daphne burn after <laughs> issue two after issue two yeah. uh so you know obviously if you keep reading it let us know what you think in the comments we, we, we don't mind you know but like the, the chances of us going back and catching up on something because someone tells us something is good is fairly minimum we kind of have to have an inkling interest anyway but it's always worth telling us if you think something's really good after we've dropped it, because we might Especially be tempted. If something got better. If you're a person yeah. who feels like we do now and then feel like it got better, that's a little bit different to someone who has always been a fan of the book and goes, "Hey, no, it's really good." And we're like, "Yeah, but you know, just different tastes." Yeah, I, I will say what one of the, one of the weirdest things that people tell us sometimes, when, you know, when we've dropped a book and they'll say, like, you know, five, six issues later, that, that, that you know, we're missing out because we're not reading this book. And I'm like, but I didn't like it. <laughs> I'm not. I don't feel like I'm missing out because I didn't like it. <laughs> mm. I don't think my opinion is going to change. What well, one of the one of the and that's not just with comics. Like just reviewing TV shows as well on on YouTube is that all the time. Yeah, people come back and say, oh no, you, you, you know, you know, read this. Like, you know, it's it's great. And it's not that they, like you say they won't say it gets better. Like some people say that, and you'll maybe take that with a you know a bit more credence because of you know the, mm-hmm. what they're saying makes more sense. But they'll say no, this is great, and you just have to keep going with it. And it's like, well, this is a lose lose situation because one of two things, or well, one of three. I mean, there's a, there's a minimal chance that I will end up thinking it's good if I go back and catch up. But the chances are that one of two things are going to happen uh, is that. It's going to be the exact same, and I'm still not going to like it. And you're going to be pissed at me for that, or I'm not going to listen to you, which is the more lately situation. And you'll be pissed at me because I'm not giving it more of a chance. But either way, you're going to be pissed at me because I'm going to just shit all over the thing that you like. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes the wisest thing for for me to do is to just not not do it. <laughs> we get it with specific TV shows all the time. Um, yeah. Like there was that one that got cancelled, uh, Counterpart. We, yes. we gave a few episodes. We were like, it's, it's okay, but we weren't really feeling it. 
And we, you know, for for the next year and a half, it was like, Cowpad's great. Why aren't you doing the rest of it? I'm like, because we weren't really enjoying it. Yeah, <laughs> we're bored. My, my favorite comments you guys get on that are at the beginning, you'll clearly say, you've not read the book or the source material and then <laughs> someone will murder you in the comments for not reading this book and then extracting different things. And I was like, well, no, well, uh, literature and TV are two different mediums and one can work well in we one are, and not the other. Are, we always make the perspective clear and the, the perspective of is this good if you've not read the book is really important for the vast majority it of the is. audience. Let's be honest. <laughs> it is. <laughs> A great example of this recently was uh, The Witcher in which mm -hmm. I enjoyed it significantly more than Pete did, even though, I, I mean, probably to be expected given fantasy anyway, but having you know, read some of the books and been more into the lore of the, of, of the world, I understood what was going on a lot more, and I enjoyed it more because of that. But I was very aware as I was watching it that this is not new viewer friendly. This is designed for people who already know these things. Mm -hmm. And that is a problem as a TV show, as a brand new thing. Yep. Yep, and it completely killed it for me immediately. I was just out. Yeah. Uh, it did actually get better, for the record. Like, that first episode was the weakest. People do say that, yeah. But, but, I, I, but, but I, I don't see Pete enjoying it anyway. But other people who, who are maybe on the fence might enjoy it more. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So, yeah, not that I expect a blowback from Daphne Byrne being dropped, but it just it made me think of that. Uh, so I, no. I went down a little rabbit hole. It did hole. make me want to see the Daphne Byrne adaptation, though, if they chose to make a movie. Sure. I'd probably go see it because it's got a, a fun scene that's creepy, and that's what I like in a, in a scary movie. Yeah. So, I, I do generally yeah. think the plot, though, is the least interesting out of the, the four. Uh, I like yeah, all the other ones too. more uh, in terms of just which, the, which the concept. Which we felt when we read the solicits for it, too. That was the one that. Yeah. Like, that's true. Eh, it okay, was always the least interesting one, right? Yeah. And it was like, well, maybe, but like I say, you know, three out but of four, least... likely four out of five. Yeah. I mm. mean, but like, pretty good odds. And like Lolo Woods was one that I wasn't hot on after the first issue, and then I came and talked to it here. And it's a great discussion book, and yeah. I, I really enjoy it. So, but like, it, it's really funny how Basketful of Heads and uh, Tallhouse Family seem to be heads and buzz the other other ones yeah i'm uh, expecting a lot uh, from the next one like i say it's it's joe yeah. hill writing again and Stuart Inman on art which is going to look fantastic it, and it's basically the thing yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a, i know I'm, excited. For us, isn't it? I'm pretty pumped about it i'm pretty pumped so uh, what are we giving daphne burden matt anyway well, i'll give this a fair 5.5 i really don't like the art um, yeah that's fair yeah. i think that's fair connor uh, for me, it's a straight five in that I don't dislike the art or like it. It's just, it's fine. And, and the same with the, the, the rest of the book. It's, it's fine. It's, it's there. It's not offensive. But I don't like it. Yeah, no, I agree with the five. I, I think it's just, it's just okay, you know, or just in the middle. And like, I, I, I don't feel strongly about it either way. But I do appreciate that it was a really quick read because, you know, at least, you know, because this could be the sort of book where it's equally in the middle, but there's a lot of dialogue, so it takes a long time to get. And you, you end up, you end up kind of resenting it because of that. <laughs> it's like they're just yeah, finished, it, it just finished. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so at least that's the case. So there you go. Uh, that does take us on though to the final part of the show, where we pick our favorite stuff of the week, favorite panel slash moment, favorite art, and top five books. Uh, so we'll start with panel slash moment. Matt, what do you got for that? Um, I'm I'm gonna go with Sodom Yacht in Justice League. I'm a. I have to. I'm so excited to see him. I had no idea he was going to be showing back up. So. Any particular moment, or just like when he arrives, kind of thing. When he when when once they realize it's him and John mm. goes to talk to him. 
Yeah, it tells about stand down lantern. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool, Connor. Um, honestly, this is a tough one. There are not any panels in particular that really stood out to me. No moments that really jumped at me this week. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to be weird and choose the uh, sit- seeing uh, the the airport at the end of Lois. Like, hey, I know that. <laughs> uh, that's fair though. Uh, so that's pick, fair. But yeah, sure. Um, I'm going to go probably from Lois as well. I'm probably going to go uh, with the moment where like Lois Kerr says, "Hey, there's." people out there waiting for you and then everyone like being delighted when he comes out and they're all just like starstruck uh that was a fun moment i'm gonna go with that uh so that'll take us on to cover of the week and as i'm loading up the images here so I yeah can... i just had a quick look so i can go if you want yeah i'll go connor go um so i'm gonna go with the lowest variant um it's it's her holding up the the jacket and then her shadow is is blue and red and it's like superman with a cape and ah, oh, it's gorgeous yeah, it looks too anime for me, and I don't like anime. It is a bit anime in the face, so, but uh, I really like the aesthetic of it, of what it's doing with the, mm-hmm. the shadow. Sure, sure, sure. Um, the Criminal Sanity covers are pretty good, uh, as as we expect. Uh, I think I'm going to go to an Old Faithful, though, and go with the Matina Batman variant. Uh, just really good Can't stuff. Go wrong, can yeah. you? It's got Batman, Penguin, and Catwoman on it. Um, so, you know, yeah. aside from a slight Batman Returns kind of flashback because of that trio of characters, <laughs> uh, it does look very, very good. So, uh, what you got, Matt? Yeah. Uh, so, mine my, my came down to the, the regular uh, Young Justice with Connor wearing the Warlord gear, which, that's pretty rad. And then the regular Lois cover. And I think I'm going to go to the regular Lois cover. Yeah, that's the way that the colors hit. See, I actually, I, I thought the issue was going to have kind of this this issue or this book's perspective of the reveal because of that yeah, cover. Because because so quite it was Lois kind of taking it off and like, yeah, yeah. I thought, oh, maybe this is going to be this book's set, you know, vantage point of that happening. But... To be fair, like, it, hovering over it now, and, you know, it gives me the original solicit. Mm-hmm. It starts with, as the world comes to realize Lois Lane is also the wife of Superman and mother of Superboy. Huh. Yeah, and I did not get that in the issue. Yeah, what's so weird is that the last issue though, like I had them walking into the hotel and Rennie didn't know. So if it's happened in between these two issues, I'm like, where, right. when? Because Lois was at the reveal; she was at his side as he made this speech. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. More continuity. Yeah, I, I feel like some editor kind of stepped in and went, "They don't know yet." Okay. Right. Next issue. <laughs> Next issue, sure. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so all right, best art of the week. Um, I'll go first for this one, I suppose. Um, it's funny because Young Justice is so good three artists and they're so different that I can't really give it to that Perkins uh, mm. I like a lot of I think also mm. I'm going to have to go with Criminal Sanity because even though uh, you know it's not perfect but it does have a really distinct style um, and it feels so different to all the other books uh, and it has a bit of an improvement mm. in this issue as well because the artist changed so uh, I'm going to go with that uh, Connor yeah, same from me here. I'll be honest; it's not really a standout week this week. I mean, I mean, I only had five books. It's not. None of them were like amazing. Uh, no. It's a very low key week. Um, yeah. But Joker Harley Quinn. I, I I have no complaints with the art in well, that book. Well, I, yeah. I like. I actively really like the black and white stuff. Yeah, week week one has been quiet for a while. It just so happens that we're falling after a week five, which also typically means it's quiet. So it's been been two weirdly quiet weeks in a row. Uh, Matt, what are you giving? Best art. Yeah, I'm going to go with Criminal Sanity as well, just for the boring reason you yeah. said. I want to give it to Young Justice, but re-looking at the Oming stuff, it just doesn't fit yeah, that, it's, it's those just, characters. Yeah, so. yeah, it just, it just doesn't work, yeah. All right, uh, clean sweep for Criminal Sanity. And Matt, what was your top five books of the week? 
All right, so number one is Lois Lane. Number two is Young Justice. Number three is... Wait, no. Number number one is Lois. Number two is Criminal Sanity. Number three is Young Justice. Number four is Justice League. And that leaves uh, number five with Batman. Cool. Connor? Uh, Joker Harley at one. Uh, Justice League two, Lois three... Batman 4 and I, I guess Daphne Byrne at 5 <laughs> uh, my number 1 is Lois number 2 is Criminal Sanity number 3 is uh, I'll, I'll give number 3 to Batman number 4 Young Justice and number 5 uh, Justice League in last place So, I, I would like to nominate on weeks with this few books we do a top 3 so that it still means something well, no, I mean this. Yeah, he's whenever, not going to go for that. Whenever me, and proper, whenever me and P do a proper list video of like, oh, top twenty-five, top fifty. Yeah, but that's a proper video dedicated to just doing like a best of thing. This, this is literally like if it's just ranking all the books and fine. This is a great thing, Connor. If you want the top three, just cut off the bottom two of what we've all said, and there's your top three. Yeah, but that's what I mean. But you could do that, and it, it would mean something. Whereas top, I mean, top five, it didn't really mean anything in this week. When you've, when you've only got five books, or maybe six. Let it speak for itself, and if the quality isn't that hot, it means there wasn't enough good books, and that can speak for itself. Mm. Hey, see your books, it's coming next week. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Matt. Uh, Connor tried to derail us with uh, nonsense, uh, as usual. Uh, so, coming next week, we have Batman and the Outsiders issue 10. We got Batman, uh, Alfred Pennyworth, R.I.P., uh, so that's a one shot uh, from Tynan. So it's essentially another yeah. Batman issue, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I think it's from, and Tomasi. Uh, yeah, it's it's got a couple of stories in it, I think. Okay, uh, Tynan's definitely got, in there. Got a fantastically so. weeks cover. Uh, yeah. So obviously we'll be looking at that. Uh, Batman v's Razal Ghul number four is out next week. Is that Neil Adams? I can't remember what that is. Yeah. Uh, yep. We got Batman's Grave issue five. That's the Warren Ellis one that I've been reading. Uh, Catwoman number twenty is out. Uh, we have mm. Dollhouse Family number four. We have The Flash 88. We have Gotham City Monsters issue 6. Uh, Green Lantern season 2 issue 1 is out. Connor, are you caught up for that? To read uh, not yet. I'm, we'll see. <laughs> you you uh, should be, though. It's interesting that on uh, on Diamond here, it still says uh, of 12, even though now we know it's only of 8. That's true. Yeah, yeah it's not been updated. Uh, we got Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey issue 1 of 4. That's the Is that the Palmiotti and Connor? Yes. Black yeah. Label look? Uh, I, I assume at least Connor's reading that then. Probably. If I have time. That's issue one. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Is now. I'm intrigued to see if it works on its own. Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy issue 6 is out, so ending that miniseries from Hauser. Yep. Uh, Hawkman number 21 is out. Uh, so we got that. Um, some things we obviously don't cover, but House of Whispers is 18 is out. Ruby uh, number 5 is out. Uh, we have Supergirl 39. We have Superman number 20. Superman Heroes number 1, that is the... No. I thought you said that wasn't out until the week after, Connor. That's what the Newsarama article told me. It's on Diamond it's for next still week. Solicited. It is, yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll see if it comes out or not. But I mean, it's on Diamond. So that's uh, that's the one shot that's got a story from Bendis, a story from Hauser, a story from uh, Fraction, all, all the Rucker. and Rucker, all the all the Superman book writers. Uh, so big big super week because because Superman, Supergirl, and Superman Heroes number one. So big super week mm-hmm. for us, Matt, next week. Uh, yeah. And Terrific's 25 is out. Um, Wonder Woman 751 is out. And that is it. So that's what's out next week. Yeah. So. Uh, a potential, assuming we all read all the things that we could, of uh, 11 books. That's not bad. Yeah. Not bad. 
it's not insane, but it's not too late either. It's a nice number because we're not all reading all of them, especially Connor. He's he's not reading like three super books. And <laughs> no, but I might have potentially Green Lantern and that Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey book. Yeah, and Which... and you know I've got Hawkman and and the Harley and Ivy book. So you know, there's things I've got that you don't. Well, yeah, but I don't have those other ones, so I don't have eleven either. I have like yeah. eight or nine. Well, no, no, but you said you know, especially Connor. Like, like I've got way less than you, but with those other books, I might sure, have just okay. as much, if not more. Usually, usually in those Superman weeks, you have almost nothing compared to me and Matt. But okay, on this week, that the stuff that I happen to not read also happens to fall. So fair enough. I will accept your apology. It does mean that Matt has. <laughs> he does have Green Lantern. He at least have that, Matt. Yeah, he doesn't have Flash anymore. Nope. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's dropped Flash. We'll see how long that lasts. Yep. <clears throat> I, I, I hope, like, Bart or something shows up in this issue. There's, like, a Bart-heavy story or something. Hold or, your tongue. Or... Hold your isn't, tongue. isn't he getting Bart in Young Justice, though? He is, but, like, he would he would have to check it out. He's like, I'm like, Matt, they're doing a Bart story where Bart, like... Bart is paradox. But, but Bart goes and gets Jesse Quick. Don't, don't, don't. Put that out there. Ugh. <laughs> 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 so uh yeah that's what's coming uh next week so naturally for the first time in a few weeks we don't need any questions because we have a nice packed show uh and there's a reasonable chance we may have solicitors next week we'll see uh it depends what week they fall on uh it varies a little bit uh so yeah so we'll see for that then uh of course uh that wraps up the the show more or less uh so thank you for joining us let us know what you think of the books in the comments below like and subscribe ding the bell on youtube if you want to get notifications and all that jazz um you can support us of course by doing all that and also rating the podcast and apple podcast which we mentioned earlier uh give us five stars people will find us that way and put us up in the rankings you can support us financially uh, by going to patreon.com slash tv and supporting us for as little as one dollar per month and getting some bonuses for your trouble uh, at the five dollar tier you get all the comics podcasts from us one day early that's comics from the multiverse as well as previously in the multiverse and when it launches uh, again elsewhere in the multiverse um, as well as voting rights when there's a vote uh, obviously we just had one on previously an emperor joker the superman story won that so we just started that on previously this week so you can go check out that uh so that's all cool stuff and i also take this time to thank our patron producers which are patrons at 20 dollars and up so thank you to david short alison m forday cindy palacios and tyler hess so thank you to you guys uh and as mentioned last week, uh, $10 patrons and up do get their name on the screen uh, towards the end of the episode as well. That's something that'll be rolling out into the other shows, but it's started in the comics podcast, at least for now. So thank you very much uh, for joining us. Uh, and as mentioned earlier, just to remind you one more time, Birds of Prey review. It'll be on the same audio feed as well, as well as the uh, 121 in Flux feed, and it'll obviously be on the YouTube. Uh, all three of us, at least. There's a <laughs> small chance that Tim may also join us, uh, but he wasn't sure if he could see the movie in time. So it depends if he goes to see it today, basically. That's uh, just what we need, Tim. Yes, but so there's a chance Tim may also that's guess. That's right, that's what the doctor ordered. Yeah, so Big Birds of Prey review coming uh, a day after this, uh, whether it's on Patreon or public, either way it's a day later, uh, so look forward to that too. Uh, but that is us, that is episode 193 of Cards from the Multiverse, I'm going to go and get food, probably order food, I always cave and order food I, on a Saturday I ordered night. mine like 20 minutes ago, so it should be here soon. That's a smart move. Uh, so thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep reading DC Comics, guys, and we'll... Mm, I almost didn't do my outro properly. <laughs> he messed up the intro, and now he's messing up the outro. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time. Keep reading DC Comics, and remember to never get lost in the Speed Force. And that Mike Grell can draw. <laughs> <laughs>